to uh, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode 143. We're back. Wow. We're back, people. Yeah. I don't, I don't think they know we were gone, but yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Every time it's been a while, yeah. that damn Incubus song pops up. Incubus? I was never Incubus. an Incubus fan. Isn't you it Incubus? Incubus? Isn't it Steen? No, it's Incubus, but isn't it? In- why are you oh. saying why are you saying Incubus weird? You think they could? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if it's Incubus, but I know who Incubus is, but he's it sounds like he's saying Incubus. He's saying, <laughs> you know what he's saying? He's saying he's not putting the instead of saying Incubus, he's saying Incubus. Oh, in- the, incubus. The Didn't I say Incubus? There you go. That sounds normal okay. now. There maybe you go. I, maybe I just said it fast. You know sound me. Like, sound like you were saying Kid Incubus. It's Dean. It, I don't care what you say. It's, no, no, it, it's Incubus. I'm going to look it up right now. It's I, think be. Da- I think Dave might be it's right because I don't know oh, Stained. But when he said Stained, like, I you know might, I. You actually I, might It be sounds right. familiar. It sounds like it's Stained. Either way, those bands. Stained. They, yeah, I know what I'm doing. They got a lot of, they got a lot of play and they got a, a huge fan base, but they were kind of like poser, poser rock and poser metal. Speaking of Stained, how's your Incubus underwear? Incubus or Stained? Both. <laughs> <laughs> They were just a band at the time in the 90s that were just putting out stuff that had guitars in it. That's the way I looked at it. I mean, it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't grunge and it wasn't heavy metal and it wasn't, I don't know. It was just like regular alternative music to me at that time. It's been a while since I heard the Incubus uh, version. I I get a, you know me, you know me, I don't even know who I'm podcasting with. I, like honestly, like are you expecting like proper English from me? We've been calling you. I've been calling you D and B for so long. I feel like I've been podcasting with Duncan and Bo. <laughs> like, I, I, this is how it is. Like, what are you questioning? Like, how I say shit. This is not Dave, to be a surprise. Dave, you're gonna have to talk with a Scottish accent. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, yes. This podcast, absolutely. I want to talk about the wee girls and the wee boys. <laughs> <laughs> the wee girls. <laughs> I love them. I love maybe, them. Maybe you shouldn't talk with the accent. <laughs> yes, but we're doing a brand new summer series, and it's going to be having having no, no many about summer series on the. We, we do not talk about the summer series on this show. <laughs> I'm anti summer series. Correct. Because every time this time of year, a couple of months ago to this time of year, all the chats are the summer series. I got to prep for the summer series. The summer. I go fuck you and fuck the summer series. I have nothing against Duncan or anything else, but. I, I it lights up my damn feed all the time, and I'm like, "Whoa, what's this now?" The summer series. I try to get you guys in. You guys don't no. want to budge. Nope. It just seems like so no. much work. Yeah. It's nothing compared to what Twenty Two Shots do with the 1970s show and the other show, by the way, which we're we're going to be on the 1970s show. Are we allowed to we're say that yet? Our... <laughs> yes, we the fuck are. Of course we are. Well, well, that, well that was another thing too. The fact they that announced we're doing it already. Show. Yeah, the fact that we're doing that show, like that's prep. 2021's prep, so I just figured, like, yeah, but if, that's, I, if that's I was doing fall. that and summer series, I know, but like, Mood said he wants to do it like September fall, like the minute like fall happens, because he says like October on gets bit really busy for him. So if we do it in September, you know, at the end of September, I guess it is still summer, summer. So the summer sausage series on 22 shots, that's <laughs> 1970 what... summer series. <laughs> you just say summer sausage series? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 gotta change it up. Yeah. What summer sausages? Summer sausages they have them in like grocery store sometimes, packaged. You know what I'm talking about? No? no, you don't know what a summer sausage is. Yeah, I never <laughs> ate one. Hold up now, 
Don't laugh at me because I never Hold ate up, one. I, I just think it's funny. I used to see them, and I used to take pictures of them because they reminded me of my dog, Pepita, because she, I used to tease her see she was shaped like a sausage, and she had the body of like a summer sausage. Anyway, summer <laughs> sausage is something she that She had a body of a summer sausage? <laughs> I think oh, I did that one. <laughs> all, I, all, I, all I picture for Pepita is, is it Mark ones? Yeah. Mark ones. Oh, Pepita on the ceiling. Pepita, Pepita <laughs> When we did that, what would this poor Pepita do? Yep, absolutely. Oh, Pepita. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yep, that girl. What the hell are we Pepita. talking uh, We were talking about a lot of things. We are talking about your butthole, which I think, I can't <laughs> believe the heat. But I, what have I said? I can't believe the heat. Yeah, I, I, no, be, I, I believe the heat. I'm just glad to know that I'm not the only one who thinks you're a complete and utter psychopath. Here, I got to play this from Chris, oh. a.k.a. Scott. Okay, I, gotta play I, gotta, I got the message from Chris. <laughs> okay, so I'm listening to the new Exploding Heads episode now. Dave just told the story about his wife using all the toilet paper, <laughs> and he takes the fucking cardboard spool... And shoves it between his ass cheeks and waddles over to the closet or whatever the fuck and gets more toilet paper out. He's getting in the fucking shower. You take a shit, you get in the shower, you wash your asshole. I mean, the passion in that message alone is amazing. There's two more, but I'll let you respond. I'll let you return. Two more different people? No, no, no. Two more of him still bamboozled over the idea or just boggled. Boggled, I guess, is more more appropriate. Look at, look at him shaking his head. Everybody's missing the point. It isn't the fact. Whether or not I'm going to take a shower afterwards, I'm still going to do that. And the reason being, I said it on the show. I What if something falls out and hits the floor? I don't want a piece of shit on my floor that I have to clean. So isn't it easier to put that there just in case your asshole is muddy? You know what I mean? Just just not ha- have it up there, just in case if what? it is. And if it is, guess what? All you got to do is take that piece of cardboard and put it in the garbage and no one's well, any That's any what wider. I want to know. Now, you yeah, still but... have to take that muddy cardboard piece out and pop it into a garbage. I had that covered. Believe me. It's just like if you have, <laughs> shit, have you ever shit your underwear and you didn't want anyone to know about it? It's the same thing. Oh, I've got a whole story about that. If you, okay. If you want to go there. Yeah, well, fuck it. <laughs> Because I shit myself maybe three times since I've been with my wife, and it's embarrassing. I mean, it's my wife; she's not going to judge me, but it happens. But uh, three times—that's a lot. I've been, with her, I've been with her nine years. I've been with her nine years. Oh, every three years—that's that's unreasonable. Adorable. That's I'm not just bad. So, and I got a fucked up stomach. Don't get me wrong—the wrong move can fucking set shit off at any time. So, anyway, if that if that does happen. I cover it, it. It's like a cat covering up its, its fucking turds with, with with kitty litter or whatever's around. I, I have to get that thing. I gotta put it in a garbage bag. And what I would do was now, granted, look at it this way: I'm about to take a shower. So if I happen to pull that thing out and I see some mud on it, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna put it in the garbage can that's in my bathroom. I'm immediately gonna seal. I'm gonna tie that garbage can, that garbage bag. You know what I mean? I'm gonna take my shower. I'm gonna finish, and I'm gonna. Very coolly, when I get out of the shower, walk downstairs with that garbage bag because it's garbage day anyway. It's Sunday. I'm gonna throw it in the trash in the garbage? kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> Just like with dog bags, if you pick up your dog yeah. shit, same thing. And then I'm gonna put it in this bag. Then I'm gonna put that bigger bag into the fucking you know the garbage container that's gonna go out Sunday night. 
So no one, no one's gonna be any wiser. How for many more like, bags sh- into bags are you gonna do before the garbage men actually come? I, yeah, I'm not picking up from this fucking shithole. What wow. I want to know what the difference is between taking a muddy piece of cardboard out of your ass versus like, <laughs> a possibility of a little bit of like a little Hershey kiss on the tile on the bathroom floor that you have to pick up with like on the a, bathroom floor on the bathroom floor <laughs> on the bathroom mascara. <laughs> I was listening to Incubus on the bathroom floor. <laughs> did I say it like that? You, I, I, you not so even did. Aware. That's I was unaware. Because you yeah. totally said the bathroom floor. Like some fucking Englishman over here. <laughs> You're on the bathroom floor. Amazing. In the loo. In the loo. If I was English, it would be the loo. In the loo. <laughs> oh, lordy. Huh, so, I, um... That's what yeah. I don't get. I mean, why would you chance it? Why not put some? Now check it. You ordinarily you put toilet paper up there if you had to. Obviously, I'm out of toilet paper. What's the next best thing? Nothing. There is nothing around that. No, nothing is the next best thing. Not the cardboard roll. <laughs> yeah, but you call it cardboard, and yeah, it is. It's soft cardboard though. It's not like I'm taking a fucking serrated piece of fucking. You know, off a box and shoving it in my asshole and like a you know, pizza box. I'd be I'd be less disturbed if you used Lucky than I am <laughs> oh, by the fact that you. Then I gotta clean my cat. There's no even a <laughs> lot. Oh, they clean I themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, part of the body. I don't want to get into a whole discussion about it again. No, it just it, it, it obviously caused a uproar, if you will, because people are just baffled. baffled. They are baffled. But I, what do they do I, when they run out? I'd like to know. I well, I don't know. I gotta play part two of this because I promise. I said I gotta play at least. I don't remember what part two was because I laughed at the first one. But he had three of these, and I swear, I wish I was there with him in person when he recorded these things. Because part, when two, he part does a... two is is sackhead, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. All right, that good segue in. He said he's scared something might fall out. <laughs> There's a reason since we've been birthed, our, our parents taught us to make sure you wipe your ass and make sure it's clean. Because what other reason would Back be the front. <laughs> if, if you don't do it, it's going to fall out. You don't want shit on your body and on the floor. So I don't know. No one like made a, I don't think I was raised any differently than anybody else in that department. I didn't have any obsessive parents about it, but there's a reason we wipe our ass. So if we can't wipe our ass, we have to do something in lieu of it. So, I mean, in the interim, i got to put something here. In lieu, in the loo. Yes. Just to cover my ass. Literally and figuratively. Oh, my Lord. Well, I don't know I... if it's going to fall out. How about everybody, everybody's got, got, okay, Chris, why don't you take a shit today and don't wipe your ass at all and just get up and then tell me what happens. Why don't you be the guinea pig? How's that? I think I think he was just baffled that, like, I think he, he said, and I think we all agree, that you may be the only person in the history of the world to do this. What do you guys do? I 
will waddle over to those. I just I told you last show. I either walk over or, or, or shuffle over because my pants are like <laughs> locking my ankles up over to the, the, the little closet, grab a new roll. Same or, thing. And if I'm confident, I'll even pull my underwear back up and walk over. Yeah. But I will, I will stay, I will stay over the seat for an extra minute, make sure everything's pinched off, and then you know. But, but I get what Chris, what Chris is saying with with worrying about being gaping. I, I've never thought about that. Like I, I have complete control of my butthole. Like I know, like if something's hanging, or if it's messy, and there's a chance something's gonna fall out, then you just then it's a shower right away. <laughs> you keep, well, yeah. You ever keep wiping and it just gets. It just gets messier the more you want. You like it's time for a shower. You're wondering what the hell's going on. I mean, I'm going through a buck and a half of toilet paper here. Every, every shit, it, it, it's crazy. I can't like I've clogged the toilet with. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I shouldn't be clogging the toilet. Every shit I take. Every shit. Every I shit take. you take. <laughs> both sing. Every move I make. Every bowel movement I make. <laughs> Every brown outtake. Every... Oh, it's like, you... we're spiraling down again. I don't want to make this about shit talk, but we bat- you baffled people. We had to talk about it again. It's over. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> I actually, you blamed the wife. You blamed the wife, but you, like, again, if you're going to take a fucking mud sh- shit, like, and then you see that there's no toilet paper, shouldn't you have chucked to see if there's toilet paper first? Rewind that. Say that again, please. You blamed your wife for wrenching you because she used all the toilet paper. But if you, before you sit your ass down on that seat, knowing that you're going to blow your ass, that did you see and check to see if there was a roll of toilet paper there? Blow your ass. I was more concerned about, no, I, you know why? Because I keep the Fangoria on top of my, uh, my, my, I have like this thing that goes around my toilet on top. It's like a cupboard thing. And I keep the Fangoria on top. So whichever one I'm currently reading. So I get in the ring. The ring. So I use, get in the use bathroom. the previous issue. Yeah, to yeah, clean yeah. Yeah. Damn it! You beat me to it. I was like, <laughs> issue six was right there for the taking. The one with like oh. C3PO and R2D2 on the cover. That's not Fangoria. <laughs> Don't try to kid me that that's Fangoria. Toilet paper. Believe it or not, that was one of the very best issues of Fangoria. With all the contents inside. Very. Believe very it or not. <laughs> It's just a show of songs. I'm a very clean person. I can't feel dirty like that. You know what I mean? It bothers me to to feel so, like even now I didn't take a shower before the show. You know, and it doesn't usually happen. I it's a long story, but I I, I actually let my daughter take the shower instead of me. I said, You you take the shower, honey. It's okay. She didn't rent me. <laughs> we brought no, this up on the show before. No, I'm just saying. I, I I I took my time because we were having a later start today, so I, I I took the opportunity to sleep in a little bit, and I did. I was gonna get in the shower, and I was waiting for a response from you guys if I had the time. It didn't come right away, so I said, "Why chance?" I, I, my daughter wanted to take a shower. I said, "You take it. I just won't." So now, I didn't take a shower. I don't like the feeling, you know. But I mean, but that's what I'm saying. I, I'm I'm not obsessed about being clean. I'm not like sick about it, but I do like to feel clean. Despite somebody sent me a text, a really, really nasty text yesterday morning that I woke up to. And of all the insults it gave me, the one that bothered me the most was it was an insinuation about me being scummy or I forgot what it was, but they said all these other terrible things, right? What? (laughs) Nothing. Is this like a personal thing or or, uh, like a a, a part of the show? (laughs) 
No, 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 no. It's not part of No, it's a personal thing. I got this text out of nowhere yesterday. I woke up yesterday morning to a text sent from the 601 area code. Okay. It was Irene? a person I... <laughs> <laughs> no, she's, she's more pissed about it than I am. But I got this text from the 601 area code, and I've only known one person in my life that's ever talked to me that way. And that's my first wife. And oh, no. it's been... Oh. There's been no communication for a couple years from any of us to, to, to her. And I get this really freaking nasty text. Uh, I, it was sent at 2 a.m. on Friday night. And I woke up, you know, I was already asleep. And I, I woke up, you know, Saturday, yesterday morning to this long fucking text full of all these crazy insults, man. Like crazy shit. And of all the things they said, it, it actually didn't bother. It made me feel good because everything that... I'll tell you why. Everything that this person said was true. Was none of it, none of it was true. <laughs> no, no, I so I was like, "Yeah, she, as usual, was completely wrong." I should should I read it? Oh, fuck. No, don't. I, I don't. I feel don't do it. But the fact that she insinuated that you were dirty is what bothered you. <laughs> That's the funny. Part. Of all the insults, because it completely came out of nowhere, and of all maybe, the things that maybe said, she listened to the last episode, she heard the toilet paper story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and That's why she had to write this. She was listening to it at 2 o'clock in the morning. She's like, I was married to this guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, she doesn't listen because she thinks I'm not married anymore. That's that's the funny part. That was oh. like that was her big diatribe in the first two sentences about how, you know, I knew you couldn't keep a companion, all this, all this fucking crazy uh, talk. And, uh, you know, uh, this is what I came up with. My wife has had her phone number changed over the course of the last few years because we had all kinds of issues with relatives of hers. So she had a 702 area code like I did, Vegas. And she recently, over the last year or so, got a change to 716. So the only thing we can think of is that maybe she tried to get a hold of my wife and uh, sent her a text or, or, or called the old number, the old 702, because apparently other friends of Irene's have um, have said that they tried to contact that number and the people got sick of it and started saying fucked up shit to her or to them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they prank them kind of. So <laughs> I think that's the guess. She thinks that I'm completely single and everything else and I'm this and that. and <laughs> I have thin, thinning hair. I'm fat. I'm this and that. Ugly. Yada yada yada, and all the all the insults that were said. Did she mentioned the dick. The only ones that... <laughs> she didn't mention my dick. She did not say anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it just said this is this is the thing: gross and ugly, fat, stupid, thinning, thinning hair, bad built, short, scummy, scuzzy, scumbag of a man child. That was the fucking <laughs> the only thing that bothers She's me at all. Pinned, was... <laughs> pegged, whatever. Pinned, pegged the whole nine yards. Yeah, that's crazy. Scummy. You're like Han Solo in uh, in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Nerfer. No, what was he? Scruffy. Scruffy. Yeah. <laughs> right. I am like Han Solo. That's the only thing that bothers me. Well, none of the other stuff is true. I said I weigh 150 pounds. How am I fat? My hair's down to my shoulders. Sure, I have a little baldy spot in the back, but I mean, you know, I'm not gross. I said, maybe I'm ugly. I go, I'm it's not, not for me. I'm not gross. I picture him at 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm not gross. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not scummy and slimy. Wait a second. And then he has to pull the, pull the little <laughs> <laughs> cardboard paper out of his ass. <laughs> oh. 
But it's so weird. I didn't hear anything from this woman for years, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a text sent to me just a fucking four-paragraph diatribe about what a terrible person I am. And I'm like, okay. Uh, and, and now, you know, it has to be from her. No one else would speak to me that way ever. You know, no one else ever had. But that was regular for her. All all that all that woman did for, did for years was was cut me down constantly and say all oh, these fucked up shit. You know. <laughs> so, wow. Oh God, yeah. But yeah, that's what bothered me. I'm not dirty, so I, I'm into cleanliness. I'm not obsessive, but so yeah, that shit thing. And I don't want to clean. You know, uh, whatever. Let, let's move past it. Let's move past. <laughs> I don't want to clean. I don't want to unnecessary. I'd rather clean my ass than the floor. What can I tell you? I don't know. Speaking of shit, uh, now this is nothing to do with shit, like actual fecal matter. I've been li- I've been seeing this word come up lately. This this is a, a, a new thing that's going to my list of modern phrases that I I don't get. I've been hearing this on podcasts. I've been I've seen it written a couple times. Have you ever heard people use the term shit disturber? <laughs> it's old school. It's an old school term. No. Shit starter is old. Shit, shit starter, shit stir. Yes. Shit disturber. Oh, yeah. Disturber is the new thing. Shit disturber. Yeah. I've been I'm pretty sure. Years. I don't know if I've heard it, but it it felt it didn't feel off putting when you said it. You know what? Because I immediately I... thought of shit starter or shit stir. Right. No, That's I think it's... we've used shit disturber in Canada. Maybe you guys are just getting behind the behind the times there. In the but States. it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. How can you disturb shit? Starting shit is one thing. This guy's over here starting shit. He's the one setting it off. He's starting, you know, he's starting shit. He's starting drama. This person over here is stirring the pot. That's what yeah. that. But yeah. shit disturber doesn't make any fucking sense as a term. If shit's already there, how are you the best? How can you disturb it? You're a shit disturber if you walk in while Dave is inserting a uh, a paper tube up his butthole. What a shit disturber. That's what that tube is called. Actually, it's called, I believe it's called, we're going to call it a mud flap from now on. A mud flap. A human mud flap. <laughs> a human mud flap. Directed by oh, Tom man. Six. <laughs> Oh boy! So anyway, yeah, shit disturber. That it's added to my list. What a hey, ridiculous! Look, I, I got lucky. I got hey, lucky. Hey. <laughs> that He kidnapped him back. <laughs> he was the original owner. It wasn't. He owned that farm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm burning oh, the three tires outside as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> burning tires. Oh my gosh! And I, I gotta put you guys on black. Well, Christian specifically. Okay, good. I'm just like, not I'm you. What? His name is not Sasha Cone Baron or whatever the hell it's called. It's Sacha. S A C H A. If you would have pronounced it correct, we never would have had that fallout. There still is no male Sashas. S A S H A. You made me feel like such a prick, such a fucking dummy. And then this guy put this thing on the page. I think who the hell was that? It was Alex, you know, but I, I think it's still Sasha. No. no it's, Sacha? Sacha? Okay. I always hear Sasha. So do I. But see, everyone's fucking it up. There you go. It's Sacha. S-A-C-H-A. If people said it right, that whole thing never would have happened. So I'm still in the clear. There are no male Sashas. I mean, unless it's like, you know, some foreign thing that I don't know where. To this day, I have not met a male that was named Sasha, including Sacha Banks or whatever the hell is. Cohen, whatever it is. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks Cohen. <laughs> well, Sasha Banks is is a wrestler, a female, of course. Oh, Sasha. 
Sasha. Sasha yeah. is a male name in Eastern Europe as well as female, as it serves as a nickname for both Alexander, Alexandra. Sorry, it just, I, I was like, what? The, what is it saying here? Sorry, I had to go into the thing. It cut off because I was on Google. But, but you know, his name is Sasha. It's not Sasha. At least we yeah. got that information. Yeah, it I've sounds like, it, it's funny. Sasha. Yeah, I've never heard it. Maybe movies. it is that, but I mean, it's spelled like that. Really? Well, didn't you see it on the screen? Borat. And the credits roll, Sacha Banks, whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, but the, whenever anyone introduces him, whenever they interview him, whenever they talk to him, everyone always says Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And maybe it is. And he's not, maybe he's corrected them before, but. I corrected her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. I'm going to, I'm going to write it. I'm going to write in pronunciation and see. Pronunciation. I'm sure Sacha Baron Cohen's favorite band is Incubus. Isn't it uh, pronunciation? Pronunciation. <laughs> yes. Okay, hold on. Let's see what this says. Uh, oh, so this person says Sasha too, but it says American pronunciation. Maybe that's see? what it is. Well, what are you? I know, but I mean, they might have it wrong. Let's try it British. Yeah, try Chris. Try Christian's accent. British. And the bar. And the bar. <laughs> Did you hear that? Hold on, listen to that. Sasha Baron Cohen. Cohen. <laughs> That's the Canadian one. Oh. Holy oh, there's a whole video on it on YouTube. 42 seconds long. How, how to pronounce Sasha Baron Cohen. See, at least other people, you know, they've come across, uh, you know, the controversy here. Oh, Ali G. Hold on. We are looking at how to pronounce the name of this English actor, comedian, writer, and producer known for his creation and portrayal of fictional satirical characters, including, of course, Ali G. Borat. How do you go about pronouncing his name? Sasha Baron Cohen. Baron Cohen. Here are videos on how to pronounce more celebrity names whose pronunciations See, aren't exactly always. It's good. pronounced exactly like that, Sasha. Yeah, yeah, but okay. I've never heard somebody say Sasha Baron. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the Lamont configuration. Yeah, <laughs> the Lamont configuration with Baron, <laughs> Baron von Munchausen. <laughs> My favorite hell? Baron. He's a fictional character, right? Who? Yeah. Baron okay. Munchausen? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait. What about Munchausen syndrome? Does it have something to do with that or no? That's only by proxy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I'm wrong. I can't admit it. If his name really is pronounced Sasha, then again, I apologize. I saw it written down. I'm like, wait a minute. This is I, I Sasha. Accept. I accept. We accept your apology. Now, will you apologize <laughs> to Chris for the uh, mud flaps? <laughs> the human mud flaps? <laughs> We never mentioned it, like, because like we did a couple of shows, but he had upped his Patreon to six six six, which I thought was pretty funny. Oh yeah, that's awesome! Everybody do it six 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 on the Patreon. Everybody do it. <laughs> yes, we're just gonna double it. We'll, we'll make Nightmare on Film Street money because they have the same amount of uh, of people that we have. They they just ask for six instead of three. Six <laughs> so six six. Which, by the way, you see, they they got canceled by uh, Bloody Disgusting. Or was it funny? Yeah. But I, just, saw some, I saw some shit because of the whole drama behind it. Well, yeah, but check drama. it. Drama? What do you guys remember? prefer in the States? Jeez. Drama, not drama. <laughs> drama. Anything, anything? Like banana, banana. Drama-rama? 
Yes. <laughs> oh, drama rama or drama rama. Uh, just visiting the zoo. I just decided <laughs> to pick up a, a totally obscure drama rama song. <laughs> drama rama. Anyway, let's go. What was the? They got canceled. Perfect. Well, Welcome. check. This is, there's a reason why. I mean, I, we know the first reason. We know what happened with uh, with Fifth Street. But remember when I said that they were harassing another, or they had harassed another show called Nightmare on Fierce Street as well. Well, I didn't realize that they were basically doing it at the exact same time. I thought this was a more spaced out thing. First they did it to Fierce. It was like and a Saw Four to Saw Three type thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened concurrently. These arguments are running concurrently. Holy shit. <laughs> yes. It was running concurrently. (laughs) (laughs) They jumped all over these people at once. Boom, boom, boom. And so the person from Fierce decided to write an article about it. And because they wrote the article about it, they they shared it to uh, somebody on Bloody Disgusting on their Twitter. One thing led to another. Now all kinds of people know about it. And then they came out with some apology and people are mad at the apology. But the whole thing was out of control. And they got all kinds of hatred because... I guess one of the hosts of Fear Street is a uh, African American female, so she looked at it as attacking, um, you know, a person of color, and, and you know, the uh, the ladies on on Fifth Street are, are Latina. So, granted, I don't know if these people knew that when they were doing it, because I couldn't tell when I looked at the you know the Fear Street picture that, you know what I mean. But still, that was the platform that they that they you know used. To a degree, and, and it spread like wildfire because you know how that stuff goes on, on social media. So, yeah, they got canceled. They're they're out of there, Film Street. So, cancel culture. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, not canceled. In, in a now. way, I'm like, yeah, good fuck them. And in a way, I'm like, ah, because I, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that, like, yeah. social media. But I, I, but I get but, it. I mean, at the end of the day, if you're an asshole uh, or if you do assholey things, it will catch up to you. That's, that's how I take out, that's what I'll take huh. away from it. And the only other thing I can think of is we're fucked if shit hits the fan with for us because we don't have a leg to stand on. Someone better come out of the closet to help to save our, our, our trio if we ever get like uh, Dave said. Yeah, game suck game yeah. Well, I would suck a dick. That's that's for money. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. that's been documented. But I mean enough. <laughs> for, how about to save the show? You'll suck a dick to save the show. I command you to. If I had to suck a dick one time to keep the show going to, to show five hundred, I would. How about that? The show. <laughs> That's how much I, I love you guys and love the show uh, and love everything and the plans we have. And I would one time. I'm not believe me. I'm not going to make a habit of it. But if somebody said, "Okay, you gotta suck this dick," you never know. You never okay. know. I'm doesn't make me gay. I'm sending never you a lifetime mud flaps. What? I'm sending them a lifetime supply of mud flaps for your birthday. <laughs> Can we brand those exploding heads, exploding <laughs> assholes, <laughs> mud flaps, trademark. Hey <laughs> all the stuff we say, and we have all different type of listeners. You know what I mean? So it doesn't. See, it's like Dave Parker said on that show. We use it as we use it as a punchline. Yes. You know what I mean? And that that's that's the difference between saying it a different way or just you know saying it like Jeremy says it, even though Jeremy just says it. it as joking, someone from the outside listening would not know that. Oh, something, something. Oh, that guy's a retard. You know what I mean? We know that's just what he's doing. But, I mean, we don't say that. You know, we might make a joke where the punchline is somebody at the end as well. You know what I mean? Like a joke about, um, uh, you know, anything. I mean, it, we, It's we hard to joke. believe that the character 
Jeremy plays is not is less likable than the real Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, right? Yeah, it should be the opposite. It should yeah. be that's part of your personality, you would think. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Although, I do say things on this show that I would never say in public. So, Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? So it's more like, you know, let loose and be the real you. Which is what it is without, you know, that's honestly what it is. Just us being us at the end of the day. So, Christian has left us. He doesn't want to hear about the real us. <laughs> well... Fuck that. I think he went to go get another kitty. I don't I think know. He, I think he went to change his mud flap. <laughs> no. My cat was... The, the reason my cat was being so affectionate and rubbing up against me every two seconds here is because I realized I shut the ba- the basement door. So he was stuck down here and he mm. wanted to go upstairs to see the rest of the family. So they... <laughs> let me upstairs! Down. Please! <laughs> Freedom. Poor guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freedom. Uh... Nice. So anyway... You know, that's that. Um, how about that Jason Smith thing? The thing that he said over that that video and the subject that's been coming up, and I happen to be mentioning it on that. Uh, on basically, his video. What is proposal? Like, no, I don't know about a proposal. What did he propose? Marriage. A m- marriage. Uh, what what to else me. did he propose? To me. <laughs> We're very happy. Well, it could have been a business thing. It could have been, you know, his proposal. The way I, I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> now, okay. He told me he was going to marry this girl. Like, yeah. he told me this, like, a few months ago, like, shortly after they started this whirlwind romance. So that's fucking awesome. Wow. Well, but congratulations, because I don't think I formally told him that at all, because I didn't know. So yeah, when did this that's, happen? That was, well, I don't know what you're talking about. It was, this it was all over his feed for, like, a week. He went to the Myers it. house. They went to see other things. He proposed in front of the Myers house. She said no. He's, he's crying in his hands. <laughs> it was a Michael. horrible thing. <laughs> Michael, Michael came in and get the fuck out of here, man. I got people to scare. No, they have, they have video of him yes. crying behind the hedge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, she said yes, and they're living happily oh. ever after. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, you say his feed. This is what I've given up. I mean, it does suck. It, it sucks for me sometimes because, like, for example, just the other day, Irene is back on Facebook, but she goes back and forth. But when she's on it, she's full on. She's She looks at the feed. I mean, she's not, she doesn't belong to groups anyway. What does she care? But she's the one that tells me things. Like, the other day, she said, oh, it's the 13th. It's um, it's Jamie and Brian's anniversary. I'm like, oh, cool. Thank you. So, I, I you know, I, I sent a text at, like, fucking, I don't know, 9 o'clock at night because I didn't know. Even though I talked to Jamie three, four times a week, you know, and I, I, I know that she was married on a Friday the 13th and I thought I remember the date. Apparently I did not, but, um, did, did you, you know, know they're she, back in podcasting again? <laughs> yes, they, came you at, they, came, they came out of retirement. House. I'm on you know, you know, you're being, yeah. you know about this, obviously you're, I know about everything. What do you want to, what yeah. do you want to say? Yeah. No, no, nothing. I just, you, I was making a joke because oh. you seem like you don't know what's going on, but obviously you know that. Oh, that I know. That I'm derailing you. They were, I'm derailing you. No, you're fine. They were gonna go straight Patreon. Initially, we had a discussion about it. They were, you know, Jamie and I. Like, do you think right. we should do what you guys did? And I'm like, yes. The more shows they do this, the better. And she yeah. wants to be able to say whatever she wants to say and not worry about well, they, not just her, and not worry about the backlash. And that's one of the reasons they left. And you guys do what you do on the show, and it, it, it's it's great because of it. But you guys can say whatever you want. Generally, anyway. people suck. Generally, people suck. That's why we've got the, the listeners we've got. And, of course, I'm not saying you're the only good people out there in the world, but 
you're amongst the best and not just because you're smart, but you, you get it. The, where I'm going with it is like, there's, there are people like, when you're out there doing it for a mass audience, people can misinterpret. And then this is where you get the whole cancel culture thing. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just, it's frustrating because I don't want to deal with it's it kind. on a day to fucking <laughs> right. day basis. I don't no, I, I, I just want to do the shit and enjoy it and have people enjoy it and talk and about mud flaps for an hour. But, <laughs> but there you go back to the feed thing. That's why I don't know about the, what's being canceled. The only reason I know about this, you know, this film street thing is cause I had a, a, a vested interest in the story, what was going down. So I knew, but when things are canceled, I don't know about them. Da-da-da. When newsworthy things, <laughs> all this stuff happens. I don't want to know about it. I don't want to hear about people's politics and this and that. So I don't go I don't look at the feed. So the price I pay is that I miss good moments like that. Like, like Jason, you know, getting engaged and being able to say congratulations and look at these pictures. So, I mean, 10% of the stuff that's out there, I wish I could see that that's on the feed, but it's not worth having to deal with all the 90% of the garbage. So I just, I don't look, I go right to groups. That's all I do on Facebook. It's very minimal. And I just, that's what I do. I, I talk to but you're saying so because I got you off on this tangent, but the, yeah, you're going the somewhere news. about Jason and his feed that it's not married. It has nothing to do with that. It's about something else. And oh, I need to know because I'm dying. Oh, no, 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 no. That's a big lead up to nothing now. Because, not nothing. I mean, but now, now that it's been built up to you guys hanging on it, you guys already know about it. That video that he put out because... I happen to be discussing it. I mentioned it on this, the last time we did a podcast. I mentioned that I was stopping at issue 158 on Fangoria because that's when Scream came in. And I think that that horror was uh, at its worst from yeah. 97 to 99, as opposed uh, to the, the, the story about Scream saving the genre. Uh, and he put out nothing. a video. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. But it was a cool video that he put out, and it explained everything in detail about because he had the same thing. Like everybody likes to say that scream, say the, the horror genre. He goes, look at this. He goes, it might have been good for anyway. Just watch his video. But I mean, I mentioned it on our show, and he put out a video a couple of days later before our show was released, and it keeps coming up. And I just thought that it was cool that somebody took the time to put so something. You, you up. could edit this out, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even <laughs> recording right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was just giving the dude props on the video because it was cool. But you know? if you look at the the comments there, because I commented on that too, and someone hit it right on the head. And it, essentially, I think saved is weird because you're you're right. Really, we got some modern day slashers, and that, and that's about it. But I think financially, yeah. it made horror, horror seem like a viable option again. And I think yeah. maybe if the first one didn't, cause it built, remember it built over time by the time the second one came out and kind of repeated the same success. I think that's what kind of got people looking at horror again in a different way. And maybe we didn't see it immediately, but when you think about what we got, like at the, the tail end of 99 into 2000, I think that's what I, I, I people that we've got to focus on. The box office numbers are drastically higher post Scream than they were the previous yeah. five, six, absolutely, seven years. and that's the and point that, that Jason made. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was box office, yes, but as far as material, as far as what we watched, you know, like, like look at it, like, you know, we were talking about the twenty-two shots, and now we're going to be on nineteen seventy, and they were having a discussion on that very show because they're always, you know, anticipating what's going to be the next drawing for the next year. And they're like, we don't want 94, we don't want 97. And they're talking about these years, and they've been having discussions about it. And 
Look at 97, 98, 99 and, and try to find like 10 really good horror movies. Yeah, but it was really the most dreadful time. The influence that maybe, it, who knows? Like, this is where I'm going. Like, there's been the argument, like, let's take it to music for a second. If there was no Zeppelin, what bands would we have not been privy to? And I've all, it's always weird in my head. I'm like, oh, no, they still yeah, <laughs> I want to whack you with your own fucking Amazing. arm fist thing. We, we got to get to that too. That whole story about him being in a in a black bandage or whatever. You got into a what fight, is... huh? Oh, yeah. damn. See the other guy. His father kicked his ass, I think. He fucking grabbed it and he... But, <laughs> you know, but Michael if... Myers got him in the bathroom. Remember him in fucking Rob Zombie's Halloween? He tried to, he tried to propose to his dad in the washroom. And <laughs> Michael Myers got... Uh... <laughs> No, what? I was changing my dad's mud flap when he got me. <laughs> Man. But, so, what if there was no Scream? I understand Scream really is just repackaged slasher. And I'm not saying Scream is a Zeppelin of fucking horror. Please, please do not no. mistake it. I'm just using Zeppelin as an idea of an influence, an influential band uh, that had amazing albums that most definitely inspired legions of musicians thereafter including now, the not... lesion network <laughs> so scream <laughs> on, on maybe on a smaller note at a time when we were desperately in need of some sort of hot beef injection in horror came and fucking <laughs> and and actually made going to the movies and seeing a horror film with a group of people maybe fun again now you could argue that because you had the mainstream people in there with you, and some people don't like that. But I had a blast, and it was a great theater experience, and having people universally scream at the screen and share that moment with you. And and you said, I "Eh." agree. And then so then, and I'm not saying, so then at that point, maybe we didn't see a huge surplus in horror films right away. But within a few years, we've got the ones that were like, um, you know, Stir of Echoes, The Sixth Sense, Blair Witch, uh, leading, uh, finishing the decade and leading into the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, and in 2000, True. like right away, 2000 had so many more horror films that, that ca- came about. And so in, in a sense, maybe it wasn't an immediate reaction, which you probably saw from Halloween to, to and Friday the 13th. But I think, I think, um, and what followed thereafter, but I think there was definitely a response to that. I agree with that. I do. I'm not disagreeing. I just, you know, just looking at the, those films uh, of that time period, to me, I, I'll always look at it as a, as a low period. And I did have fun going out to see H2O and, and some other things. It was nice to see slashers make the comeback, even though they weren't my type of slashers. They were still a, a dying, a, basically a dead part of, of the genre that I grew up on that lo- that I loved. So when Scream came back, and that's what I was saying, I loved it. I was like, oh, finally, a great slasher again. And then the ones that followed... I'm not mad at them. I mean, it was nice to go to the theater and see some of them. It was fine, well, but you know. I think I think that the reality is maybe because they were a little bit more slick and polished. That's what I liked. I'm like, holy shit! They're putting backlighting and production value yeah, to this subgenre that. that I love. Uh, uh, maybe they weren't True. as gory or as nasty right. as, as the old ones used to be, but I still have fun with Urban Legend. I still have fun with um, Valentine, and to to a degree with uh, I know what you did last summer. Uh, pretty much even even Urban Legend Final Cut w- w- was a blast. I had fun with that. I actually might prefer that to the first one. But I'm just saying, there was fun to be had with those little knockoffs as well. Although it, it didn't seem to thrive as much as obviously the '80s. We only got like a handful of them, and then and then you get your Final Destination series, the Saw series, and everything 
uh, coming on the tails of that. Facul- oh, faculty was yeah. in the 90s, but I'm talking about what yeah. followed yeah. Yeah, in the 2000s and the early 2000s. So Valentine was 2000, right? Yeah, 99 or 2000. I think you're. I think yeah. you might be right with, with that. True. Again, I, I think it's safe to say that it was afterwards. It was no different than it was before. That's all I'm saying. Like I'm not saying that. Uh, I mean, if I look at them films, 97, 99, compared to 92, 93, 94, I'll take the earlier part of the decade over the later part. But I don't think it did anything as far as it didn't elevate and it didn't necessarily, you know, hurt it bad or anything like that it was just another thing that happened it was a bump in the road it was a high high watermark and it influenced some things after but a lot of people like to say scream save the genre especially obviously the people that are going to say it are going to be people from that generation that grew up on it and everything else and i think it's such a there's a lot of people in that age bracket that are on social media that are loud and proud about it. And that good, good on them. That's fine. It's, it's their I've thing. Always been, I've always yeah. been someone who's sort of said that because I felt like we were kind of in the, in the lulls mm-hmm. up until that point. And then all of a sudden, it, yeah. and then all of a sudden it was like, like you guys said, it was exciting again to go to the movie theaters, not saying the quality of the films was that much better, but they were doing well. I know what you did last summer, faculty, Valentine, mm-hmm. those types of things, but it was just something, it was just like a, a new life because all the franchises were really reaching right. their low points at this point. Yeah, if we didn't have that, would we have gotten Final Destination and American Psycho? Maybe, but maybe not. Yeah. And then would we have gotten the Saw series? Maybe, maybe not. We don't, that's where I'm going with it. We'll never, you'll never fully know. But if you're looking for immediate satisfaction in 97, because remember, Scream was released at the tail end of 96. If you're looking for immediate satisfaction of, of genre releases in 97, no, because the success of Scream didn't happen until it, it grew. So over, over the December and January time period, then suddenly they knew they had something and they were, you know, green lighting the sequel and everything like that. But I still think it was fresh and maybe people thought it was a fluke. So then you look at the fact that then the successes were repeated at the tail end of 97 with Scream 2. Then I think people are like, oh, wait a second here. We're, we're on to something. So I think it, it did help with the momentum of pushing forward to what we ended up getting. And we always talk about 2010 to 2019. And I'm not going to take anything away from that because that was a, a fantastic decade. And as we've said in the show, rivals possibly the best, if not the best. Uh, and again, a lot of people will argue 70s and 80s. And we could go in circles about that argument. But even the 2000s, from 2000 2009, there was a lot of great things that happened there. Whether you like the Saw series or the Final Destination series or not, we had those two franchises. Uh, we had we had a, a ton of remakes. Again, whether you like them or not, we had those as well. But there was a lot of great things too, like the Twenty Eight Days Later, the reboot, birth, uh, Shaun mm-hmm. of the Dead, the Rebirth of Zombie movies, and everything like that. Like the two thousands were great, but I think it gets often overlooked because of two thousand ten to two thousand nineteen. Just like the seventies and the eighties, to me, the two thousands are just like the 70s were. Not as good, but I mean, the, the I, I know some people disagree, mood specifically. I know I know he disagrees because uh, we were discussing well, it now on the 70s. I, yeah, yeah. Right, and I always say that the 70s had really high, really high benchmarks, really great movies, some of the best horror movies ever made, but it didn't have the depth 
that the 80s and the 2010s has as far as if you look at everything from pick any year and you'll look at it and you'll be able to go like 20 to 30 movies deep of movies that you would rate like a seven or higher or whatever, just really quality film. I don't think we have that depth in the 70s in, in that way. I think it's the same thing in the 2000s. In the 2000s, we had some really great films coming out that were pretty solid, but it didn't seem that it had the depth that the 2010s had. We had more of it in the 2010s. Yeah. And that's what I think it is. It's a similar thing. It took time. There's still and a charm, still... though, to the 70s. There's such a charm to the 70s. Of course Because they were genuinely, yeah. everybody was genuinely trying to make a good film with, like, no money. So that's what I love, I, I really love about the 70s. It's become a favorite decade of mine just simply because sometimes you watch a movie and be like, who made this? Where did this come from? It's like, well, it's not the heavy good, hitters. but there's a charm. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's the charm the ones, and then there's the one like even like the the Phantasm. Like, fa- like there's there are some heavy fucking hitters in the yeah. '70s. So when you look at the when you look at the master list, you're like, well, fuck, a lot of the classics are from that time frame. My favorite, yeah. one of my favorite, Dawn of the Dead, Halloween, Phantasm, Alien, Exorcist, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Black Christmas. I mean, I'm not even I haven't even touched like Argento or anything else. Like, there's so many. <laughs> fucking great movies when you but i think what happened was the 80s we got greats and then we got a lot of content because of the business and uh, and everything that happened in the 70s i think everybody's like well now i can make a movie and i think the 80s it just became mass marketed <laughs> so that you're franchises to, man fra- well That's franchises the but then like and i'm not even talking about the subgenre of slasher where everybody and their yeah, fucking uncle were making them but I'm talking, right. I'm just saying that, like, what ended up happening, oh, you have a zombie, look at 85, you had a zombie movie that was successful, well, now we're going to have, like, four or five that come out the same year. You know, you yeah. don't have just one done at the end, you've got Day of the Dead, Return of the Living Dead, Reanimator, and I know I'm forgetting one right now, that, boom, right in that same fucking year. Like, yeah, it was man. just sheer volume of, of content. And, one, and of course, <laughs> once bitten. Who could forget once fucking bitten? You leave once bitten alone. <laughs> Once bitten, she was hot. Whoever she was, oh, I loved her. Yeah, yeah. mama. Yeah. Wh- whoever she was, I, 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 I couldn't tell you her show. name. I couldn't tell you her character yeah. name or her real name, but she was very right. attractive. She was something else in, in every way. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's why I think the nineties get sh- get shit on, except for. Like, you know, people that, I mean, the Schroyers are the one, the two brothers that I always go back to. And I'm not shitting on them, but I know they have nostalgia for that because they grew up with it like we did the 80s and whatever. However, I I, I would say that when you take those five decades, the, the 90s is no question at the bottom of the list. Uh, and, and 70s, 80s, I agree with 2000s, that. I, I'm, and 2010s. I'm a 90s kid. I, I yeah. can't call myself an 80s kid. I mean, I started watching horror movies religiously in the late 80s when I was like nine. And, and 1985 was, for some reason, is the year that are all the first films I've seen. Fright Night, House, Troll, Return of the Living Dead, um, Friday Five, Teen Wolf, Once Bitten. Wow. Like, these are all the movies that were on a loop in, in my yeah. house. I, for some reason, I guess those were the ones that were playing on TV, I guess, in the late 80s from 1985. So that's, like, my year. But uh, I grew up in the 90s. I turned 10 in 1990. So I'm a 90s kid, but... Right. But I don't remember much from that early half. I remember everything Scream and Post Scream, but I remember, like, what? Child's Play, the Child's Play sequels, and and Candyman. But I didn't deep dive into the early to mid-90s stuff until much later on. 
It's weird. I can see you being completely... If you're 16 years old when Scream comes out, that's a comparison to, like, me discovering... Not discovering, but, like, in 1983, when I discovered uh, Friday the 13th as a franchise and Part 3 came on HBO. You know, Green and I was 11 years old. It's not the same as 16. But by the time I got to 16, I was so balls deep into horror because of the time period, Fangoria, everything coming out, VHS rentals, everything. You know, you would think that you being 16 years old at that impressionable age in 1996 when Scream Scream drops, that you would be 100%, have nothing but great feelings and nostalgia toward for that time period and everything that's going on. But in fact, you you don't really necessarily have that. I don't know. I don't. I, I, and like, but like Christian says, I did enjoy that t- time frame going to the movie theater, movie theater, seeing those subsequent films, yeah. know, butterfly effects, stuff like that. And, and, but, but yeah, but like, I don't know. I think my deep, deep love for it didn't start probably until my twenties. Like after college is when I really got back into it. Because social media opened your eyes to things that you forgot about, found people that were also big fans, and you got turned on to all this other horror that you may not have known of before. Oh, I never knew. I never knew anything about Italian horror, Asian horror, and in my in my early and mid twenties, that's what I was exploring and discovering Argento, discovering Fulci, discovering all the Asian horror films, and that's Mm. when I was just like, I'm hooked. I want to see everything. Right. I was I was 16 in, ni- in 1990, uh, and my fascination came from kind of what David's mentioned. We've talked about on the show just being petrified of fucking horror movies, and it's like almost like yeah. like you know, friending your enemy, if you will. Like I was like I gotta I gotta conquer this fear, so I'm going to absorb everything I can horror wise, and that that started early. But I mean, like probably 87 in 87 88 is when I started really trying to get get more into horror. But that's why V8, I wasn't going to the theater to see the, a lot of them. I saw Halloween 4, I saw Friday 4, or sorry, Nightmare 4, excuse me, in that 88 range. So 87's where it started. 88 is where I was able to be, start watching some of these in the theater because of the, the rating system here in Canada. But And then sneaking into the ones that were rated R. And then I think 90, there's a lot of nostalgia. I just posted about this earlier when, when, when in, our, in our, our group chat was talking about like there's a huge nostalgia for the music of the 90s because it's a great decade yeah. for music always and, and, and the because best. because of the because of the theater experience in the 90s i absorbed if i could go see a horror film in the theater i went and saw a horror film in the theater and yeah some of them i'm like oh that was good some of them, that was possible oh, that was shit i saw texas chainsaw four in the theater people say that didn't come to the theater i'm like hey, yes it did because i saw, I saw it i wanted to walk too. out of it yeah. And I was like, wow, I, I mean, it was the one movie I was really wanted to walk out of. And and they uh, and did. Sorry. But the uh, so I saw all that shit there. Uh, so there's a nostalgia for going to see all those movies. But retrospectively, I say, no, I have such a love because of video and renting them of 70s and 80s much more. And I have no the- like, well, theatrical uh, experience from, like I said, 88 on from a horror standpoint. Went to the theater tons uh, as a right. kid growing up because uh, it was a movie buff. But I mean, I'm say from a horror standpoint, it was 88 when I saw the first batch of horror films in the theater. And that's probably why I have such a high love for both uh, 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 Halloween 4 and Nightmare 4 because of going to see them at the theater. I can see that. I, I saw them as well. So I'm with you because I saw everything in the, for me, it was a little bit earlier. I think it was like, you know, the first one I saw, like I said, it was, it was 
Friday final chapter with my father. Yeah. He had to take me. I was 12, you know what I mean? 11, yeah. whatever the hell it was. And then he took me to see part five. But I don't think I was going with all of my friends. I think I probably would have been like 14 and higher when we're going alone to see those, those movies and rated R. You just get in, you find, you know. So I, I any movie that came to the theater at that time, of course, we knew about it months in advance, I mean, which is nothing to say these days because of the internet, but I mean, because of Fangoria. We see articles, this movie's coming out in, in, you know, later on this year by the horror master, this director, this this guy's in it. So we would know about it, but every every horror movie that came out, I, I would say from like 86 on, we were there. You know what I mean? Every every single one, you know? And yeah. by the time the 90s came around, I had been soured on it. You know, I, I went to college in, in 92 and everything. I, I just... I was doing it, but I was I was doing I was getting to other things, and the horror got to me, in my opinion. It got so poor that by the time you know mid nineties, I was I was just not going anymore. Only thing I was going to see was like a franchise film that I want. I didn't see Texas Chainsaw Four. I didn't. I was done with it after. I just I didn't care. But like I still saw Friday the Thirteenth. You know, uh, it, you know, uh, Jason goes to hell, and I saw Jason goes anything. to hell. Yeah, yeah. 80, I'll tell you what. I absorbed them all. That's what I like. I did not see popcorn. It. Leprechaun. <laughs> I saw them all. <laughs> I saw popcorn. I think it was still early in 91, but I mean, I didn't see, what do you call it? I didn't see uh, Halloween six. I think I've probably told the story before when we did the retro. I, I just, after Halloween four and five, when six came out in the time period, I didn't even go to the movies to see Halloween six. I was just like, eh. And then I was, I went to Walden books one day at the mall. Cause that's what I would do once a month. I would, you know, buy a Fangoria. I would even flip through them. By that time, I wasn't even buying them anymore. But I would still go in and dip my toes in, in horror for a few minutes and, you know, <laughs> check out what's going on in, in horror. So I would read Fangoria. And I can't wait to get to that one that one, that one, one issue. Well, I am going to get to it. I'm going to remember the first time I ever saw it where I opened it up for the letters. <laughs> it's probably pretty close. But all, all the letters from the people were just bashing the hell out of Curse of Michael Myers. I mean, it, they were unmerciful on it. And I remember seeing, I go, well, I'm never going to see that movie. And I didn't even see that movie until, like, the year 2000 because I was working at Hollywood Video and I was getting free rentals. I'm like, you know what? What the hell? I'll give this movie a try. It's a free one. I'll go home and watch it. And I remember watching it and going, wow, I like this movie. I like the gore, this and that. But anyway. I should have seen I was it 20 just, years ago when it came out. <laughs> it was only five but years it, later. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. <laughs> you know what I'm Fuck thinking? That joke. It, it takes time. It's like you said for movies to have an effect, and it takes like two to three years. This is why now in 2021, I can't tell you how many times I go on I, I'm, I'm Plex to watch a movie that's just been released this year, and I look it up and it says 2017 on IMDb. That's what we're getting now. And this, I think I told, I said this to be in the chat. I'm like, the reason movies are shitty now is because these are movies that may have not have gotten released before. That's why 2021 is kind of in the toilet because their movies were not filmed the last year or so. So there's only so much they can put out. So they're releasing stuff that was sitting, you know, on the back burner. Okay, let's put this one out. So that's, keep that in mind. If you see a movie from 2017 that you've never heard of before, it isn't like The Witch where it was a festival darling for a couple years or, you know, uh, Devil's Candy. We knew about these movies. If all of a sudden, you know, the astronaut's wife comes up or some shit, well, not, I think that really is a movie. Right? Is, like, whatever. I just, some random or, okay, the, the Manitou from Mars comes up, right? And fucking, it says 2017. It's probably going to be a shitball. <laughs> I mean, you've never heard well, of it. And it's from that. That's what's uh-oh. going on. You might need a mud flap if it's that much of a shitball. <laughs> Shutter Shutter confuses me too sometimes because they'll have a, a 
a date on it. And I'm like, well, it says 2020 somewhere else, 2021 on their, on their service. Um, and then some of them, sometimes they release them after. And I'm like, well, did this have a wide release? Like they have a bunch of them that were released. Like it cuts deep. Was that last year? Cause I've that read that. Was it, le- it, it, that was, like, it was November. available to rent last year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that, the but new- there's a lot of those ones. Well, it just seems to be added to Shutter recently. Yeah, it was added to Shutter. Yeah. It was added to Shutter this year, but it was available if you wanted to rent it and see it live last year. Last year. Yeah. So it counts. So quote, it counts for last year. Unquote, last year. Yeah. Probably not good <laughs> anyway. I don't know well, what you know what? I, I, a lot of people shit on I've it. Heard some, a lot of I've people heard, shit on it. I actually didn't mind it. I heard some I, decent I, things. From I was shocked. People. I was shocked because I saw some some people's letterbox thing. Because I'm going through the shutter ones, I'm like, okay, what's short, so that I can get through it and, and be happy with it, and whatever. And I I've been blowing through all, like all of them. The only one I haven't watched, the most recent edition was uh, Neil Marshall's 2021. I, I was saving that oh. to because uh, that just got released. Uh, uh, the saying, reckoning. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's good or not, but I, I haven't watched it yet. But anyway, uh, so I, I saw this was on. I'm like, oh, I'll give it a shot. And I saw people's response. Well, A, it only got three skulls out of five. And typically on Shudder, most of them are at four or five. And when it's a three skull one, usually it's on the on the shittier three side of things. Skulls. <laughs> uh, typically. This is just like IMDB for the Shudder right. crew. I know. For the Shudder crew. But then I also saw people's letterbox reaction. And when you've got like a Mark Nato giving it only two and a half, then you're like, uh-oh, because he typically marks high. And I think Moods gave yeah. it half a, skull, half a star. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, this is going to be a turd. I liked it. I, I'm not saying it's great. Like a seven out of ten, six point five, seven wow. out of ten. I don't really okay. even think I graded it, but I, I liked it. It's, it's a lot of talking heads. I thought it could have been, but I thought the acting was decent. It made me a lot laugh. Of, a lot of, a lot of talking heads. It, well, Burning down the talking. house. <laughs> oh, our house. Uh, so, the, the gore is minimal. It's mostly. I just, but I liked the interplay between the characters, and there were some funny lines in the movie that made me laugh. And my daughter came and go, "What the hell are you watching?" I go, "I don't know, but I've enjoyed it." And she watched it. We both started laughing at certain lines. Not like it wasn't like unintentional, unintentional laughter. It was, it was just good delivery on some good lines. So overall, I enjoyed the movie. Wow, like, I would not would watch my it based on nope. my way. No. Yeah. But still, it's not terrible. But based on the way I do things, I looked on the B. It said four point two. Uh, half of the freaking reviews I read were a one or a two. It would be a skip for me. Granted, only 300 or 400 people have weighed in, so it's not a complete accurate accurate representation. But I, normally, the way I do things, I, I would skip it just with that information. But it's a Oral Christmas budget. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes place at Christmas time, but I mean, it's so it doesn't okay. really need to be watched at Christmas. But that's the thing. Like, I have. There's, there's a switch for me when it comes to low-budget movies. If I can't take the acting, people are like, oh, come on. Like I said, it's all it's all your perception. Friday the 13th has been destroyed for its bad acting. I have no problem with the acting in Friday the 13th, one or two, at all, at all. But people hate it. And this is another one. Like I'm like, I like the acting in it. Actually, one of the movies tonight we're going to be reviewing today, Betty Loves You, I read reviews saying they hated the acting. The acting, I'm like, what? Really? The acting is perfect in this movie. Maybe they don't get tongue in cheek. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say something. Uh, you can finish. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I just said, but no, so the thing continued with uh, it cuts deep. I didn't find a problem with, with the acting overall. 
it's a low budget movie. I thought they did they did a good job with it. It's not going to change the world. It it you know six point five seven, but I enjoyed it. Are you getting royalties for this fucking film? No, is your budget? <laughs> it, I am not. Hey, Dick Brennan. <laughs> It cuts what? deep there, though, what you just said. <laughs> I was, I'm going to check it out. I've, I heard, like, not from many people, but from a few people, that it was enjoyable, so. That doesn't, count. that doesn't count. He's like another Mark Nato. I love him, but nobody ranks higher than, than Scott and Mark Nato. Scott, I'm jealous yeah. of them. I'm jealous of them. I'm not knocking them because I wish I liked everything I watched, or 90% of That's great. That, that That's a great mind state to have. Wouldn't you rather go through life loving almost everything you saw? Absolutely. So I'm not knocking them, but I don't use their ratings. They're, they're kind of discounted because I know how they are. They like everything, you know what I mean? So I don't, you know, so I, I assume you're talking, Scott's one of the guys. I only <laughs> watch Scott's recommendations if he gives it a 17 out of 10 or higher. <laughs> <laughs> I even tell him, no, Scott's a big teddy bear. Uh, it was Heather who, who liked it, Cuts Deep. But Heather's, Heather's, great, yeah. Heather's a, a much fairer grader. Scott admits that he just like, pretty much enjoys mostly everything. We haven't seen eye to eye on everything, Heather and I, but I didn't even know she liked that one. And yeah, that's that's great. Maybe they maybe I cause they do maybe I I subconsciously because they do that big round, like almost like a, what we were doing with round robin reviews, where they'll talk yeah. about a bunch of movies and I'm, maybe that was in there. But I actually I, I was shocked. Why did that go away? When did we stop doing that? Where we just Oh because start, we, so, we, nobody we wants to watch too many movies. That's why, because we watch nope. too many movies. I've watched, but I, I could actually have done it this week because I've watched a shit done. I watched Shook. Now that one, no. We, have time, we'll do it. we can do it and break. We won't do Fangoria because I know you guys probably want to break from it. So we'll do that if we have time oh, in between. Uh, yeah, movies, I didn't really you know? prepare, but Shook, Shook was not. Like, I've done it already because I talked about it. It cuts deep and Shook, Shook opened up with a really random kill and then the movie kind of sets up okay and then I don't know what happened. It just falls the fuck apart. And yeah. then it ends. Shook's a mess. Shook's yeah. a mess. It's, wait, is it the old movie Shook? No. Or it's a new one? No. Shudder. Yeah, Shudder. Oh, and then and then there was another one that I was going, fuck this movie. And then I actually kind of got into it a little bit. And then it blew it at the end again. And that was the um, Let's Scare Julie or something like that. I was like, what no. is going on? It's uh, you know, that you... one was one continuous take. I I try to give credit where credit's due, or at least seemingly. And I was like, you know, again, Dude, that budget. made my bot that made my bottom five last year. And the only reason it made my bottom five, the ending. It, it the ending was so bad. It's, yeah, it's like it's like they didn't have a budget. It's like they well, didn't they have did... a budget to shoot to shoot what they wanted to shoot. Oh, it was. I agree, man. Like here you are. Like I'm like okay, this didn't start the best. I'm going to give it credit because of the one take. And I, I was digging the factor saying, let's try something here. And yeah. I like that aspect of it. Then I found that the girls were okay, a little annoying, but okay. And then once you got like, there was, there's a lot of talking at the beginning about yeah. nothing really. I mean, they wedge in some stuff that supposedly helps set up the rest of the thing, but it, it it's really kind of boring. And then it gets a little creepy and then falls the fuck apart. So I yeah, agree. It's like, it's like it, they it, wanted it, to like, make a ghost story about the house across the street. But you never see the house across the street. Oh, they, they, talk, <laughs> they just talk about it. Well, they go in. No, like, they go into it. They go no, into they do it, but... go into it, but they don't. It, it it all just and then it just ends. So the movie just unfortunately completely yeah, just I think falls. So, somebody falls like apart. somebody falls through the falls through the stairs and then it ends. Somebody disappears. It's very strange. I saw a, it. It made yeah. it made a top ten list though last year. It made. Uh, I'm not shaming her because she's. She, I'm a fan of hers. 
She's a listener. She's a Patreon. She's a supporter. But Jill, it made Jill's top uh, top ten or top fifteen list. What's it called again? Let's scare Julie. Let's scare okay. Julie. It's got the one with the. It's one of the covers because there's a, another cover of a slasher or like the like a neon glow mask. Yeah, of, of, like, of what looks like, like a killer. It's like stealing the purge uh, cover. Yeah, but there was another slasher that came out. I think called. Uh, I forgot the name. I, I honestly Hyde, forgot the name. Hyde came out this year. Has similar or, cover, I think. Oh, uh, um, the sh- the school shooting one, the last uh, one, or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look. But anyway, let's scare Jess. Like, let's scare Julie. Let's scare Jessica to death. Let's scare Julie uh, again. Opening not strong. I was about to give up to on it, but I again I was I was there because of the the style of filmmaking. That's I think why maybe I, maybe that's what Jill loved about it too. So they they attempted to do the one take fucker, and I, I saw I'll potential give it in that, it, man. but but yeah. from what they gave us, it was just like you should have you should have waited to make this film because some of the actors in it some of the girls in there i thought are good actors in fact one of the lead girls is the one from uh run hide fight which is getting a lot of praise this year the dude and and there's another girl that's in a uh, sitcom that my my son watched at one point it was like a two-season sitcom called uh um ally and something or other it's on like the disney channel or one of those shows um ally and alexa or something like that or it's on netflix or something Kate and Allie? Something. No, not Kate and Allie. That one, so that was, it, it, it had, I felt like it had some potential there, but it that ending, is it, it just is bonkers. It's so bad. It's almost the equivalent of like that ending where, where that movie that you went to the theater and it just ended and it told you to go to the internet to find out what happened. What was that? Oh, that from Last Evil, Exorcism? Not, the last, not Last one of those, Exorcism. Yeah. Delivers um, from Evil, wasn't it? Or No, close though. It's one of the, it's, don't deliver us from evil. The devils do. The devils do. No, wait. Not even the devils do. <laughs> the devils. The, de- the, devil, the devils do do. They're close though. We're in that area. It's, the it's, it's a found footage. It's a found footage movie about devilish stuff. Damn it. Oh well. It'll come to me, I guess. I don't know. Shit. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. So it, like, anyway. it just it just ends. The movie just ends. You're like, what? Huh? Who said what now? Yeah. Anyway, I don't think I watch anything new, except for the podcast. I think I'm just to the point where uh, I'm watching so much, so many different things. I'm watching a lot of shows, and I'm watching just other stuff that isn't horror related. Believe it or not, I'm I'm bouncing around. But like, let's see what what did I watch? Wrong Turn, Banishing, Hell, The Power, Benny Loves You. I gotta put put this one in the other one we're covering. But I mean, why are people hating on Wrong Turn? I don't know, but I I watch it. it. I watched it last night, man, and I liked it. Now that's I a like remake. There's a remake. They took the idea yeah. of the original yeah. and just went their own route. A yeah. It's a lot of fun, and I think it's got great kills and great gore in it. I think it's a terrific little film. I think it's one of the better films of 2021. I, it, yeah, it's the way I have it ranked. Yeah, it, it, it'd be in my top ten right now, probably. Like number maybe 10. Matthew <laughs> Modine added a level of credibility, but but that that scene without spoiling anything the the tree the tree tumbling down sequence yeah what's his name criticized the tree in our chat warren he was like that tree he said i think he kind of criticized it as being awful i thought that i thought that scene was gorgeous yeah i thought it was and again i i was actually very happy someone else mentioned it was way too long for its own good Uh, maybe so is junior yeah (laughs) (laughs) but I enjoyed it. Again, I don't know where, where I would rank it yet, but I it was enjoyable. I finally saw the original version 
of the vanishing the french dutch version spore loose oh yeah you got you guys ever seen the film when. yeah way back when oh, i think i yeah. saw the second vanishing the, van- the, the vanishing. The it was the, it, it's it's very yeah. The, the remake was Keeper Sutherland, Jeff Bridges, uh, Sandra Bullock. And I probably shot for shot. It. Was it a shot for shot one? I can't remember. It wasn't. That. It was not a shot for shot, but it was very similar to Funny Games in that it was the same director. And I like the remake. I really like the remake. the The original is does have a different ending, and the original I would give it a ten out of ten. Wow! I finally is it like got a around from the nineties or something. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's probably listed more as a thriller from from '88. It's not Dutch. black and white, is it? No, no. I, 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 for whatever reason, I had in my head it was black and white. I it don't know is, why. It is <laughs> absolutely. I finally got around to seeing it, and it's absolutely fantastic. It has a Criterion release, and man, I was just like blown away by it. I thought it was really quite shocking and disturbing. And the remake, yeah. very good as well. I I've always liked it, but but the original definitely the the better of the two. Wow. Nice. Uh, I watched uh, a bunch of shit. Go ahead. Oh, I've, I've watched, I mean, I've just been watching 2021s like crazy. But uh, besides the two for tonight, you know, Jacob's Wife and Benny Loves You. Saw a film called Bloodthirsty. It tried to be. It tried to. It tried to be a little bit too much like Raw from a few years ago, but nowhere near as good. Sater. Sater, which was on. Uh, did, you, did you agree with me on that? Sater, honestly. I'm going for an endoscopy in a few weeks, and I spoke to my anesthesiologist, and I told them that <laughs> the only you. thing he needs to do is put Seder on, and I'll, okay, I'll be right Okay, thank you. I feel— it, it's, I, uh, it's it's the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay. Wow, I, you wanted us you. to do it badly. No, and <laughs> again, because I saw some some high praise for it, for four out of five, this and the other thing. I put it on, and I'm like— Maybe four out of ten. <laughs> It oh, had, so uh, the soundtrack was good. the sound design and soundtrack I'll give it credit for but man oh man I agree Brandon what oh. a snooze fest the Hagazusa or whatever of, uh, of 2021 I can't say <laughs> that I liked Hagazusa I think I gave that like a 7 or a 7 and a half I actually I enjoyed do, but that still... but this one this one I you know 4 and a half probably so let me ask you uh, is the complaint does, there's nothing that makes sense in the in the narrative is that what it's so is it that way like agazusa like nothing makes sense narratively is that what the problem is there's is not the much of a, there's not much of a narrative here it, oh. it's like one of those yeah open it's, it's like, one of these it's weird, like yeah. let's just put creepy images on here but nothing's even that creepy it's just so slow admittedly I, fe- I fell asleep to it i actually had to rewind I fell asleep and I think a, a scary sound woke me up. I'm like, oh shit! And I, I had to rewind. To there, David. Ha- you know it has a scary sound in it. it woke Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still intrigued, and and uh, people have told me that I'm. This is one movie above all this year that two or three people have messaged me and said, I think you'd like this movie. So people are thinking it's my style of movie. So I'm still and like even John Colhorn, he talked about it on our on, on our Patreon, and he said. Because, you know, we talked about him on the last show. He said, thanks for the shout-out. Glad to be able to listen to the show again. It took a while back. I mentioned the movie Seder to y'all. Looks like it's going to be yeah. a hitting shutter. And I told him, I'm going to watch it. Christian saw it and didn't like it. He said, it's this year's Agazuza. I told him that. <laughs> and he said, it's not going to be for everyone, but I was fascinated by it. The story behind the film is interesting, too. Anyway, I'm just, man. I'd rather see a film about the story behind the film. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I may have to give it another try. But man, oh man, I will not be giving another try. In fact, I hope the story behind the film is like 
another Saw film. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still intrigued by it. I'm still I watched I'll a ton of When did we record last? It was a while ago. I have my I watched six years, six years ago. A ton of movies. I know exactly what I watched since then because the it says Monday, April 26th, People Under the Stairs. So everything I'm going to say right now has been since then. If anything intrigues you guys, I'll say something about it. But it's a lot of stuff that we, you know, here's what I have. This is how fucking eclectic I've been. Okay, Mortal Kombat, Grease 2, Neon Demon, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, 28 Weeks Later, Tales from the Hood, Creepshow 2, uh, the new Star Wars, what do you call it? I watched Force Awakens, Last Jedi, uh, I, I watched the whole thing of them, all, all three of them, Rise of Skywalker. I watched Animal House, Blue Velvet for the first time ever, Creature from the Black Lagoon, first time ever, Knives Out, first time, a movie called Little, Hereditary, and, and these movies, and Spiral yesterday. That's what I've watched. So, What did you think of Spiral? I liked Spiral. I liked it more than the last two movies, I'll tell you that much. Nice. Not much more. Uh, fuck it, I'll spoil it. Seven out of ten. That's what I gave Spiral. It's fine. good. I like hearing that, it's though. It's fine. I liked what they did because it's the perfect title for it, or whatever the, you want to say, is that from the book of Saw. What I liked about it is that it tributed the, the Saw franchise throughout with the filming style and the editing choices and some of the music placement and things like that, but it didn't try to be another Saw movie. I would have disliked it if it tried to be let's do Saw again or a movie just like Saw where a guy's going to do this and everything's going to be the same. The traps, to me, there 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 is some gore that is good, but the the traps are the, like the, the least memorable. That's what it's different. They weren't bad traps, and I didn't like necessarily the setup. I didn't like the new voice, the, the new tape, you know, playing me in the voice that comes on. It's like a robot voice, but uh, I'm not going to say anything else. It's just... And it sounds like a female. It's just weird. But anyway, it's I don't like the voice at all. Nobody did. My, my wife, daughter, me. We, we didn't like the voice of the tape. But I mean, it wasn't bad. And I was actually into the characters here. I was into the story that they were telling. And Chris Rock is the lead. I was actually into him. There was only some humor in the beginning. A little Chris Rock stuff. But I mean, once the, the movie started progressing, it was just an interesting story. And I liked where it went. I liked the reveal at the end. There are... There is something that doesn't make complete sense as to why the person who's revealed as the one behind it would be privy to all of the information. But we've looked the other way in that department before, even with some jigsaw stuff. So it's not that I'm going to condemn it for it. It was just fine. It was just, to me, it was a, it was a good movie. I like it. It's from the book of Saw is the perfect way to categorize it. It's like a spinoff. So what happens like, from, What happens from here on out? Do they go back and continue from the Jigsaw storyline, and this is its own thing that might spin off another film or two? I or... don't think it I don't think it should or could. It could, I guess. I don't think it should spin off okay. another one from, from, this, from this thing because the way it ends, I don't think that they would. But, you but I mean – so you think it's its own entity that just sort of like exists in, in the Saw universe, but they'll continue if they do make more Saw films, it'll continue more based off of Jigsaw. They say that I there's already that another option. There's already another film in the works. Yeah, they did say there's another, but the question is, is that one going back to to different storylines? Look at it this way. In this movie, Jigsaw, they're the, the entire time. They're aware Jigsaw is dead, obviously. There's no question about it. One time someone says, well, we're not chasing a ghost here. It's really discredited. All, all it is is from the, from Jump, this is the copycat Jigsaw killer. Yeah. That's all that said. We see the spiral on things. We see, we hear the tape. We know what's going on here. But the way the person sets these traps up, it isn't the way Jigsaw would set up the traps. 
there's not something to I'm not going to spoil anything, but but I think that's a good thing because it makes sense. Yeah, I don't want it to be a person that has Jigsaw's morals and is doing exactly what Jigsaw is doing. It's closer to like what a Hoffman was doing, in in a manner of speaking. Uh oh, Marco. Where... <laughs> <laughs> but 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 the reveal comes at the end, so you don't see this Hoffman character. But when ultimately when we find out what and when you see what takes place in the traps, it, it's more like what Hoffman would do compared to what what Jigsaw was doing. It's a completely different type of thing. But I think it's just fine. Like I said, it's just a 7 out of 10. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was nice to go back to the movies. You know what I mean? And, and have some fun. But the show. Uh, apparently was... some... The show. Yeah. Let's, some people are hating on the show, man. I don't get it. I had more problems with Jigsaw than this. Those people liked... I, I don't know. Bottom line is, I don't know what to say, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I was cool with it, man. So Awesome. And all these awesome. other movies, dude, awesome. the same thing keeps happening to me. When I watch a movie that's a Hammer movie or a Universal classic... Or even a movie like uh, Blue Velvet. People that I know people love these movies, and I can never go higher than an 8 on any of them. To this day, I have not gone over an 8 on a Universal Classic or a Hammer. I don't know why. I like them. I like them. I've never shitted on any of them. They've all been fine. I just don't love them like I see other people. I wish I could. I, I'm just never overwhelmed. But I'll tell you this, Hereditary... Blew me the fuck away more than ever before last time I watched it. Uh, it might be 10 out of 10 now. I mean, granted, it was only Yeah, because you've always, I thought you were there, but yeah, I know that you've always five. loved I'm Midsommar not, before. Yeah. Yeah, I still prefer Midsommar, I think, but man, I reacted. I watched this movie and it was my brother and my friend. It was their first time watching it. So I had to show it to them. And we all watched it and they loved it too, but man, it really took me in this time, like more than ever before. I, I had a buzz on too, so that, that might have been something to do with it, but you know. And Charlie's head stayed on this time. (laughs) There's one more point I want to make about modern films, modern horror film. And it's controversial. (laughs) Because somebody, there was a controversial tweet where somebody, and they talked about a no more room in hell and it's gone around. and, and, And I was one of the few people that agreed with this person. And they said something about how come people are so critical on movies nowadays, but movies from the past, they seem to give a pass. And I think I've alluded to that before. In the past... Like acting. People are shitting on what movie you said for acting, you just don't see it. Christian, you just said oh, something. I said Friday the thirteenth. I don't I don't have no, a modern, problem with that. Modern, oh. it, it just came out. Modern movies that and they were shitting all oh, uh Benny. Okay, Benny loves yeah. you. Or yeah. we see this happen all the time with modern or it cuts film. Deep. Yeah. Or okay, people shitting this is the more than ever. I see them always shitting on the acting of these movies, but I never hear these same people shit on movies from the eighties. They just seem to like. I never see that as their complaint. I mean, you just said that people do shit on Friday. I guess they do. I don't see it much. People that people just seem to really love Friday the Thirteenth, or maybe they don't. But I mean, that's what I think. I think that people they shit on modern movies. They're more. They have. I believe that they have a more critical eye on modern horror movies than they did in the past. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I did happen to agree with that tweet. But I guess mo- most horror fans did not. I think it's right. now that they got a voice and, and, and retrospectively, like I'm on an eighties, I joined an eighties horror group. I don't know if I was invited to it or if I just joined, but I'm in it. And I was, it's funny. Jamie just posted about this yesterday and that's when it happened to me, uh, which he says, are you about to respond to something in a message and you, you're start you're typing it out and you're just like, you just say, fuck it and delete it. And you don't even send it because I just know it was going to start a shit storm. And there was talking about movies that people just, you just don't 
like unpopular opinion in a sense or, or movies you just don't like that seem to have mind. a major following. No, but it was it was shocking what these people were putting down in their in their answers and I understand it's opinion. It's opinion. So I was going to say I like Prom Night 4. But then I realized it was a 90s so slasher. I know it was a 90s slasher and they have these rules, but then all the movies that they were putting on span different decades. So I was just like, I'm not even going to get into this right now. But I mean, I, it was one of these things where I'm like, based on your opinions, I don't even know if I want to be in this group. Please don't tell anyone you like Prom Night 4. No, but if I put Prom Night 4, because that was my, my my most controversial opinion, was like, I like Prom Night 4, which a lot of people seem to shit on. No, Black Christmas Fine. was more... Black Christmas was more controversial. Yeah, but I, it's not that I even really liked it. I said I don't or, understand or the goosebumps. hate of it. Or Goosebumps. I agree. No, people like Goosebumps. But Pro, uh, Black <laughs> Christmas 2019 was, like I said, like a six, six and a half. Hey, I, I agree I agree with you on all these fronts, with all these uh, movies. I'm just teasing you because I'm yeah, the same way. This is far I, from the worst. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just have a different opinion of what the worst is. And then I, I watch some, and then people like, like Sean on video, right off the bat, you're not starting off on a good foot with me. So if it's a shot on video you. film, you're starting at a fucking zero. And I'm sorry to say it. It's just I've not seen anything to elevate me except if I, on the taking found footage out of that equation because that's a different subgenre right. altogether. But it's I'm talking about like right. the old 80s. So I'm not doing well out of the gate. The second I'm I see you. shoddy filmmaking and then amateur acting, I'm like, okay, this is a chore. Like, and so the gore's got to be astronomical. And then like you've got like the Exploding Heads movie. Like Redneck Zombies. <laughs> Redneck Zombies I had a problem with because I hated the soundtrack. And the gore, the gore, albeit fun and over the top, was bad. And it beat Shaun of the Dead and giving us one of the best gags at the time, which was 88 or whatever it came out, 87, 88, which was like pretend we're zombies. Like that was a good gag. But again, couldn't carry the movie. I, I, I think it came in like at six or a seven, but a six or a seven based on the fact that they attempted something good, but like Blood Cult or Boarding House. I'm like, these movies, oh I, God, I, I, I can't house. get through these movies. I can't oh. get through them. They're horrible. Boarding House is so boring. To me. Is it old, Boarding House? 82. Late 80s? Oh, is no, it, it's 82? I thought it was 82, 83, because it was oh, like you the might, first... Oh, yeah, you might be right. I think it is early the first 80s. mass yeah. distributed uh, shot on video film or something like that. And the director's Never cut is like, is like two and a half hours long, and it is just so boring. Mm. No chance. So I, where I'm going with it is like I, that, those are the movies that I just can't give. I, I just I know maybe it's my attention deficit. I just know I'm not going to enjoy some. I guess I should just not watch them because I know that out of the gate they're not going to be for me. But I'll hear someone go on about it. I'm like ah, maybe I'll give it a shot, and then I'm cursing myself while I'm watching it. <laughs> I'll tell you <laughs> what though, that? those those worst films ever that are are reserved for the films that that you turn off that you never see. That you never finish right. anyway. And that, that doesn't happen to me a lot. So if I give a movie a two or a three, those are the bottom of the barrel movies. But I yeah. very rarely give something a zero or a one. You know, Sleepaway right. Camp Survivor definitely qualifies. Yeah. That's a, that's just a fucking turd. That's one yeah. of the worst movies ever made. Like the fact that people Certainly. the fact that people want that. Mm. That's like, an insult. Yeah, I love Sleepaway Camp. If they ever release yeah. Survivor and I don't. I don't care if it came with fucking Felissa Rose, the real Felissa Rose. I still wouldn't buy. <laughs> Cock and all. Cock. <laughs> Cock and balls. Yeah. God, did you see that funny? Me, did you see that funny meme of like Judy uh, asking her, "How come you don't shower with the other girls?" And her just looking with that crazy look, and it's like, I, I'd get a boner. 
<laughs> I would say, yeah, it's I would. I love oh. Judy. My God. Yeah, you're a big <laughs> Judy guy. Oh, she's so well, hot. That, there's another film back in the day, man. I that that mother or that aunt's acting threw me off. We've talked about it when we were doing the retrospective way back in episode 15. Funny. No, it's grown on me. It's now part of right. its overall charm. It's on purpose. It's, like... But there can't, there's, there's charm. And then there's, not every movie is trying to be charming when it's doing it. It's just shitty fucking acting and, and shoddy <laughs> production value and everything else. Sleepaway Camp seems like you're right. It, there's like, there's a charm and it's almost like this is what we were doing at the time. And it seems to work for the movie. Yeah. But when I was a kid, a teen, I did not see it. And she has such a small role that it seemed like comical, a little bit of comic relief. Oh, she's going to be remem- remembered right. for this. And she is. Whereas today, it seems like, I, I don't know. Just the it doesn't so exist bit- anymore. It, it doesn't exist anymore. But even when they try it with, with today, there's no charm yeah. to it because the storytelling's bad. Everything about the film is bad. Focus on te- making a good film first. And yeah. then worry about the, you know, the added little charms to it. Nobody cares about storytelling anymore. And that's what pisses me off. I, I'm tired of watching films. Oh, this is so artistic and beautiful to look at. It's fucking boring. Well, I like that too. Yeah, but there's room for everything. See, that's what I'm In the 80s and in the 70s, every other decade, there's there's just different type of movie. And that's fine. I, I, granted, I guess you're right. There probably are more artsy movies nowadays but it's like anything else because a couple artsy movies make a splash and everybody else wants to try to do a similar thing it's the trend and i get it but i i will risk having a movie like an agazuza or something else or maybe the Seder that you guys said where it's art for art's sake and nothing else I, to me that's worth having around for even one amazing horror movie a year that that's that's artsy that way but the movie is great i, I don't mind that at least mm. if I have something to look at, because again, I'm very visual. I'm very big on, on, on the sight and the sound. Even if the story isn't the greatest, when it is when it is the greatest, it works. Give me a hereditary, for example, okay? But I mean, I'm very big. I, I could just watch something that's like trippy and cool as long as it keeps being engaged if the sound and if the sight is good and and give up elements like story. I can do that. I know you guys it's, too can. No, it's it's fair. It's a it's a fair assessment. It's a fair assessment. Psychopaths, yeah. right? Remember that movie? You guys did that. That was great. It. That was great. And that's just that's artsy in its way. It's trippy and it's just little. It's yeah, that's an like artistic a show. Yeah. And some people might watch that movie, and they, matter of fact, some people did watch that movie. Oh, they hated it. And it's really, it's right. They fucking hated the movie. Yeah, they didn't get it didn't yeah. get good reviews that movie. Meanwhile, I keep checking into Mickey Keaton because I think he's got a few new movies on the horizon. Yeah, we I were, think so. We were big. So all three of us, shockingly, were supporters of that film, and I think we were in a minority. That it was, it was not well received at all. Uh, but oh well, that's that's uh, that's where I just I think I just get more frustrated when I get on a roll of seeing so many films in a row where I'm like, where's the fucking story? And that's what I feel like it's been happening with 2021 lately with me. I'm watching stuff and everything's like. Like, all right, nothing's super long, so like, I'm like not wasting a lot of time. But 80 minutes, like, establish a fucking story. It's like nothing's happening. Like, what are you doing? But like you said, these are the films, the back burner films from the last few years that they're pushing out. But we do the same thing with found footage. I mean, mm-hmm. we get tons of just generic, been there, done that found footage year in year out for. And we don't few- watch them. And we don't. We don't for the See, most part. That's the part. difference. But we See, do. If you're this- watching movies, yeah. be. 
Yeah. They, they, some of them come high, high rated because they're artistic, so we know about them already. Yeah. So you're going to watch all these artistic films, whether or not they have a great plot or not. You're going to watch them. The difference is you're watching all of them and seeing a lot of bad ones yeah. where we can already probably skip 50% of the found footage movies that are That's made. That's true. Yeah. Bother with them. So yeah, you're seeing it, every one. Yeah, if, if I read the description, it's like, oh, a priest has to perform an exorcism, you know, something like that. Or, you know, a camera crew goes into a an abandoned hospital thinking it might be haunted. Like, you you know, right then and there. OK, been there, done that a million times. But then, you you know, you get a few gems like we did last year with. Uh, I mean, I, I did really enjoy it when I finally went back and watched it. Murder, Death, Koreatown, which I know you had on your list. Ooh. And me, I've only watched it once, and I put it at my number 20, but I really want to watch it again because I, I'm, I'll say it again. I really think it's a, a super underrated film because uh, I didn't even hear about it until I discovered it, but Death of a Vlogger, which I thought was terrific. I liked it too. Yeah. Yeah. Creepy. So. Creepy. We, we got to eventually talk movies. We could just have a show. You know? We could just BS for two, three, two and a half hours. We could do that. Maybe next. No, next show, we, I think we're doing The, the Collector's situation but anyway maybe we'll just do that one day but every time we try to do it it doesn't we can't it's it's or it's natural we can't say hey this is what we're going to talk about let's have a list of topics it doesn't work the same way christian i believe you talk you talked to christian about bringing his list of top five directors and that's (gasps) something that's something i actually wanted to do also oh i forgot forgot about that we did have cliffhanger (laughs) no that's the same like 140 what, what's today? 143? Hold on. Yeah, we never we never did yeah. talk about Dave it. Dave is 140. Dave's 140. No, he, Dave said, I think he said 143, and then so next would be 144. So like 146 we could do, like a BS show. Yeah, maybe we could. Why not? I think people like it. But the thing is, we could also get here and then only have like an hour worth of BS, and then we're stuck. It's organic. Uh, you know, you have one movie prepared. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Have a movie prepared, and if we get to it, we do. That's what we should do, like just some old movie that we've all seen a bunch of times. Yeah. And, so even if we don't talk about it, it's okay. Okay, <laughs> let's let's scare Julie. <laughs> That's what we'll do. It just ends. The end. Let's so you guys want to do one? You want to you wanna bang one out right now? Yeah, we better bang one out, yeah. All right, let's bang out. Uh, we're doing Jacob's Wife and Benny Loves You. Let's start with Jacob's Wife. These, of course, are both 2021s. And this one's from the director, Travis Stevens, who did uh, Girl on the Third Floor. And oh, it, never saw it. Eh, it was okay. Yeah. CM but, Punk. Yeah, CM yeah. Punk, who has a, a minor appearance in this one. What? Yeah, he's one of the, the cops at the end. Are you serious? Yeah, for like two seconds. Yeah. Wow. wow. Okay, so okay. here's the synopsis. Anne, married to a small-town minister, feels her life has been shrinking over the past 30 years. Encountering the master brings her a new sense of power and an appetite to live bolder. However, the change comes with a heavy body count. It's an original kind of movie, don't you think? I feel like it's a throwback. It's It's a a throwback, but that's what makes it an original. There's throwback elements to it, but I'm going to say one thing and then say whatever you want. But this is what it is to me. It's a movie that the presentation... It's like a modern presentation where it looks really good, sounds really good. I know right off the bat it's going to be not artistic, but it's going to be it's going to have that aesthetic that a little bit artsy, okay? So shot well, scored well, all that stuff. But when it comes down to the kills, 
the kills are more over the top, like a, almost like a horror comedy or a different type of horror movie. That's why it's original. What other movie does that? Usually a movie that has like a serious tone to it, when it comes down to the kills, it's, you know what I mean? Do you Dude, what that's, actually, that's actually my criticism of the film because- oh, I think the, it's fun the, for uh, No, I enjoy, I enjoy, let me, let me, um, let me preface it by saying that my 2021 watches, these, this, this included, have really, have really turned around for me. And I've really been enjoying a lot of the films I've been watching of late, this being one of them. But I felt like it was a story of like two halves. I felt like the first half gave you like set up some character depth, which is good and all, but felt very serious. And then the second half of the film, the over the top kills came in, the comedy came in. And I really enjoyed that, that I almost wish they had established that from the beginning. There's a total Ooh, shift. I'm glad they did. I agree. I, I actually, Ooh. I actually thought that too. I'm like, wow, this movie's not, didn't set up like this. And I know a lot of people say this about Krampus. I feel like Krampus has got it throughout. It's the whimsical sort of way the movie's made. So when Christmas cookies come attacking, I'm not taken out of the movie at all. I feel like it works fine. But there's people that have problems with that. This movie, I actually remember thinking, now they started this off kind of, uh, kind of on a serious note, serious tone. I thought it was going to be a darker, more brooding, almost like the dark and the wicked type feeling. And it becomes very playful, which I actually like, but it's a shift. It's an odd kind of shift. And I like the story. I like the bored housewife kind of story feeling like she's been sort of put in the background. Uh, it, it, it's it's kind of, a, although very a, very modern in, in what we're seeing now, I feel like it's a tried and true kind of tale about uh, being stuck in the ways and being bored and uh, and feeling like they need an adventure and then and then taking that into like uh, a vampire esque story. Yeah, but it felt very serious at the beginning, like you know, very when, serious when uh, <laughs> Larry Fessenden's character, you know, Reverend Jacob is is sort of like, oh, what you didn't make breakfast? It felt almost like they were gonna like have it this bored, tired, almost abused housewife. But it never really goes there because the, the characters are revealed to be pretty much genuinely good people. And that's where the comedy comes in the second half. But the first half almost feels like, uh-oh, we're, we're going to get like a serious toned uh, vampire drama. If that's what they wanted wow. to do, but that, that's the problem. I feel like the the opening really set it up for something serious. And then all of a sudden it became like, kind of like, like when they're trying to like get the bodies wow. out, like, oh, Reverend, you did it again. Or like the minister, <laughs> oh, the minister, it just seemed, it did seem like they played up the goofy parts. And again, I'm not down on the movie. I enjoy, I enjoyed the movie too, but I was like, I questioned it. I was like, wow, this is a little odd. They, they it, it shifts. And it's a weird shift, and I don't know if everybody will be uh, along for the ride necessarily because of that shift. Holy shit. I think I watched a different movie, man, because I didn't see a tonal shift. The only thing that was ever goofy to me was some of the kills. Not even all of the kills, just some of them with an excessive amount of blood squirting, like Kill Bill style in a way. But still cool and gory, but I don't. To me, the tone never shifted. And even the scene you're talking about with the husband and wife sneaking the body in, to me, I was watching it with my wife and we were talking about it and like, oh, this nosy bitch is going to call now because the one the, the woman called and it that didn't seem don't none of that seemed goofy or playful to me. It just seemed like one situation after another. The only goof I got were like I said, was in, was in some of the kills looking like something out of a again, like I said, like a kill bill or what I to a degree, not even every kill. That's all I was saying. The tone never shifted for me. I thought it was a serious 
you know, subject matter start to finish. Wow, that's weird. But you guys both agree, so I, I don't know. What can I say? Well, I felt I like it's... it's you, sir, Marty, go, ahead. go. No, no I, I, with the, like the reanimated bodies chasing it around. Sorry, <laughs> he did that on purpose. <laughs> you fucking skunk. <laughs> when he re, when he stakes the reanimated body, it's comical. The the whole jealousy. He's he's almost like jealous that she gets to be a vampire. Like, why was the master drunk? Why was the master drunk? But it's it's comical. Like you you're gonna See, wait in the I, car. You yeah. don't even have a stake. Wait, pull over, and she just uses her yeah. strength and rips the rung off the. Fence. That's just realistic to me. I don't think that's done for comedy. Wow. Oh, See, I'm watching. Yeah. This. Oh no, no. I, I think it. I think they I think they were going for comedy, but I don't think in a in, not in a negative way. I think they were taking the seriousness of the setup and the tone, and now they're having fun with it. It's almost yeah. like now their relationship, they're because of how routine and bored and, and by the numbers it became, it's almost like now look at the situation we're in. And it's like taking that almost like, like what a mainstream comedy would do and take that serious, uh, like foundation, but now they've injected comedy to it. So yeah, the, the, minute mundane... she changed, the minute she changes, it almost feels comical. Cause even like the scene yeah. in the supermarket where she drinks, she gets the blood and then she drinks it at home. It felt <laughs> very, cool. it felt very much like what we do in the shadows when he eats the chip. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. I wouldn't do that because next thing you know, she's vomiting blood. Yeah, and wow. it just it reminded me so much of of Nick in uh, what we do in the shadows when he eats the the uh, the French fry. Just because she pukes it. that way, yeah. See, that reminded me more of like uh, let the right one in when she tries to eat the candy that he gets for her, and then in the next scene she's puking and it's puking blood or whatever. To me, it seems straightforward. That's so weird that I didn't get that vibe. I just got like. Wow, maybe because guess... of the over the maybe because of the over the top nature of it, it gave me that feeling. But yeah, I I'm right with Brandon, but not in a negative way. I not enjoyed at all. it, but it did it did take me a little bit. I'm like, well, they, they seem to be this seems to be playful now, where I didn't get that setup at all. Yeah. And like even when the guy when the dude from Friday, uh, from Nightmare Two, which was great to see him again, Robert like Russell, yeah, and he's great. Yeah. He's good in this too, but his role's small. But when he goes and opens that one, the second thing, instead of being scared, I laughed because the the rats are on him instantaneously, and he you know <laughs> into nothing. And I was just like, wow, that was like a weird. And that's where the shift happens, and then she gets attacked, and then she's you know wearing red, and we're going through all these things that are kind of cliche in a sense but it seems to avoid falling into cliched or bored bored boredom like for it keeps it fresh and entertaining but yeah there's there was definitely a shift for me yeah wow well either way i guess what can we do i didn't see it and you guys didn't that but it's, again it's not a critique it's just an observation that I'm like, wow, I didn't catch on. Like, I don't think I chuckled once or, or my wife was watching. I, I think we both took it just as a, as a story about, you know, this couple and what happens in life. And then at the end, it reminded me more of like a old school. Granted, it was old school from the beginning. Very Salem's lot right off the bat. When they went, when she met the guy, it's funny. Cause my wife was like, She's watching the movie, and she always has these little anecdotes. And we're watching it, and she at first she gets mad, and she's she's glad when when what happens with Robert Russler and, and the CGI rats, because she's like, oh oh you know oh fuck him, what she's a married woman, what are you doing this and that, and, you know. And then later on, <laughs> later on, what did she say? She was like, oh something happened, and she changed her. It's probably in my notes, but later on she was like, oh oh I know, she got mad when um when Jacob went through his little character arc. And, and he, you know, and he leaves the scene and does his thing. And then she's like, oh, wow. 
Do you want? She should have messed around. Then she felt bad for fucking one day. Then she was like, oh, poor thing. Then she was feeling bad for her. You know what I mean? Where in the, in the, you know, she's like, she should have messed around with that guy. If this is the way her husband's going to act now and, and abandon her in this way, you know. But when she, when they first went there and she met the rustler and they went to the place and everything else. And as soon as you get down there and going into this movie, I knew nothing. But as soon as I saw those two crates down there, that old school Nosferatu or even... You know, Salem's Lot. That's the first thing I said to my wife. I said, oh, I go, this is this is old school. I said, this is like Nosferatu or Salem's Lot. And then when we see the actual vampire yeah. himself, it has that look. Now, my wife said it looked like the one from What We Do in the Shadows in the uh, in the television show. When the uh, you, guys, uh, you guys haven't seen the show yet, but there's this, uh, uh, a thing that's similar to that. But it's closer to what Peter was in the movie, honestly. <laughs> Peter. You know, well, that's gotta what love it Peter. is. Gotta oh, love Peter. And it, it was the woman who uh, plays the nun, right? Playing the vampire. That's what I thought, right? Plays it the is. nun. It is. The, wow. the the female actress who plays the nun in the Conjuring really? universe played the master in this. So is the master supposed to be male or female? I think the master is supposed to be male, but I have a t- I had a tough time seeing the master as male. It seemed female oh, to me. Well, it yeah, was, I thought it was female too, and I thought that was. Oh, you know to be what? It might well. be fe- It might be female. You know what? It has to be female because. The the master's talking to her like this is what they do because even Jacob was jealous of like how how like powerful and confident she became when she was a vampire, and she, he's she's sort of giving him this giving her the speech at the end even if she's about being fake, yeah about Eve and stuff. So maybe the master yes. is supposed to be female. You're right. You're right, Christian. I I changed my mind. But it looks male. It looks like a regular. It looks like you know Nasferatu or or um, yeah. or the one from Salem's Lot. You know what I mean? It had yeah. that, that typical look to it. Uh, but it does sound female to me. That's so you know? funny though. You just, just didn't find the uh, the quirkiness and the comedy in it. I found it like even her just even simple little things like when she's redecorating the house and she's lifting up the couch with her bare hands and yeah. Oh, that was cool. Around. I just thought that was cool. Like when the when yeah. the fucking the tall man picks up the coffin in in, yeah. in in Phantasm and it's like oh wow look how strong he is. That's what I thought. I didn't well, take it as comedy. Come over for Phantasm dinner. Either. <laughs> and she's got that print build, like the guy. Like, it's horrific, but funny. What? So, what the hell, Ann? What the hell, yeah. Ann? The, like, the, 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 the woman's strung upside down to be to be bled out, and yeah. then they walk in oh, with her. Yeah, what I know, the hell, It was Ann? great. Yeah. <laughs> but that's realistic to me because that's that's the kind of response you would have. There, they'd be like, if I went to my brother's house and his wife was doing that, you'd know them so well, or you think you'd, and all of a sudden they're doing that, you almost wouldn't even know how to react. Like you wouldn't, you would have thought she dropped. Fun. Well, that's the thing. You would have thought like she dropped the lasagna and starts screaming. That would be typical, of, like the horror of it. But it, it felt like she's just gonna hold on to the the lasagna because she worked hard on that lasagna. And she even talks about like, oh, I didn't use this this time. I used this instead. And <laughs> then, uh, and then the husband drops his beer, but she's just like, what the hell, man? <laughs> and well, she's I like, it's not what it's not what it looks like. The the whole scene at the dentist with her new teeth coming in, and then she gets the teeth whitening. I, I was laughing at that, <laughs> burning her face, the way she looked. Yeah, that. why did that happen? That was what I was, I thought they were trying to remove the teeth, the vampire teeth. No, they were just UV. It's UV light. They were whitening her teeth. They were, because she said, you burning her flesh, because she was turning. Now, that was my complaint, but at least at the end, as I'm watching this movie, my wife and I are, two or three times my wife said to me, how come they could go out in the daylight? How come they could go out? And I'm like, shit. I go, I don't know. I go, well, I guess it doesn't have to be a rule in every movie, I'm telling her. And she's, like, getting a little frustrated by it. And then things are going on. Then I see Amelia fully changed. Yeah. Right? But then our lead, what the hell is her name? I'm sorry. Anne. 
Okay, then Anne is not. And I'm like, well, how come Amelia has changed right away and Anne is not? And how come Anne keeps going out in the daytime? This is why my wife and her. And I'm like, what the hell? I hope they explain it. And they finally do at the end. And she, her words are, you know, it says, she states why I wasn't fully turned. So that was part of it. And there's something going on, but I just didn't get the why of it. And then the one part happens the, the lead, the master makes it sound like they have a choice. Okay, well, you've chosen your husband. And then I thought the movie's going to be over in that respect. Okay, so she's going to live this way. But then she goes back. It was just kind of weird. So I was having, I was struggling with the movie, like in the middle point as to what was going on with this character and why it was happening. But they kind of explained it at the end, but then they let her choose again. So I was just like, that's what's, that's what, that's why I didn't say it was a great movie. I really enjoyed things about it, but I think, but then again, they wrapped it up in the end, so I feel better about it. But were you guys having this issue of she able to go out in the sunlight? Why wasn't she full-fledged, but the other ones were? And I, ju- I just chalked it up to the fact that she's still in the process of changing, and she hasn't fully embraced it one Yeah, way. but Amelia changed right away. We know this. when we Yeah, remember? but she probably drank from the master right away. Okay. But but the thing is they show the teeth marks in her and they're deep fucking marks. That's not going to be caused by a freaking, you know, a quick scratch. I mean, yeah. you could see how deep those pores were. They were gaping fucking holes in her neck. They were sweet. But anyway, I'm again, I'm you not going to use mud about... flaps to plug them up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just want to know... there. I never I never thought of it as uh, anything much more than she's still going through the transformation, but that's why the direct UV of the teeth whitening is what burned her mouth open because it's UV light <laughs> be like yeah. it, that's UV beams directly on them. What movie was it? Is it blade where they have the UV guns where they're, or is that the, the, the franchise there's, there's a vampire one where they actually have UV like high uh, power UV guns and they shoot the vampires with them and whatever. I'm pretty sure it's blade. Might be, yeah, it might, might be. be one of the blades. Well, anyway, that's hmm. that's why that that scene's funny because at the point, like you, you're not a hundred percent sure what's going on yet. Uh, you know that there's some wackiness happening, but yeah, at that point, that's her mouth uh, was starting to burn up, and uh, the only thing that replenished it was blood. Right, that's when she is healed after. Well, yeah, and then Fessenden tries giving her weed to curb her bloodlust. <laughs> that was cool. that, well. That's a good scene too because you see him steal yeah. it yeah. from that punk kid, and then yeah. at the end of the time, at the end of the day, like it, it's a good scene between him and his wife. Uh, yeah, like, you know, like yes. it's a touching, a touching moment with them in the kitchen. <laughs> I just, I just think when it starts off and it's Fessenden preaching, you know, yeah. serious thing, and then everything, I'm like, oh god, he's going to be an abusive prick, and then it turns out he's actually kind of like he's a good guy. They just sort of fell into a lull after 30 plus years of marriage but i kind of i really i enjoyed the first half from a filmmaking standpoint but the second half is where it shined for me and those kills were awesome like when she pulls that guy when she pulls that guy's head back she pretty much like (sighs) decapitates him and and when and i thought i thought it was comical when when the friends bob and carol and when they get killed at the end when bob gets killed killed and he gets he's he's holding that knife and he's swinging it behind him trying to stab as he's being killed it just looked funny (laughs) no it was good it's good relationship horror it's good for married people that that uh, you know to see what happens in, in, in you know relationships over the years and they have so much invested and they've been together just like i've always you've always just been jacob's wife or whatever that whole thing 
it's cool. It's good from that perspective of a relationship movie, and I dig that. And that's yeah. that's that's one of the charms of it. And but and I, that, I really enjoyed it. I just had, yeah. and I don't understand why. He, I don't want to spoil it. But why does he get arrested at the end? Somebody gets arrested at the end of the movie, and I don't get why. Like, I, I don't see any proof of any type of thing that could have possibly happened for for this person to be arrested. And those are my only complaints. Who got arrested? I don't want to say it because I don't want to spoil anything. Somebody I, got arrested. Somebody was I, in the back of a cop car. Why don't I remember? Yeah, <laughs> why, I, why am I not remembering it? You don't remember the first damn movie. Holy shit. <laughs> I, They're I, in the back of the cop car. They go to their house to investigate some things that are happening. Uh, I, I guess I'll wait till the show is over. So, oh, it's okay. yeah, no, oh. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. That, yeah, I know now what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's because of the, the, the body being hung, hanging upside down, being, you know. Nobody was discovered by cops. They didn't discover anything. That's what I'm trying to say. There was no evidence of anything. That's because that girl, the, cops the, covered, girl... the cops covered it up. The cops covered it up because they w- they didn't know what to say. One of the cops yeah. even says to CM to CM Punk, "How how would you uh, write this up?" He says, uh, "Domestic disturbance, nonviolent." He's like, "Isn't it funny?" That's ex- that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> Isn't it funny that the two movies we're discussing tonight have a very similar ending in that, in that regard? Uh, yeah. Yeah, That's as soon true. as you said that, it, it popped yeah. in. But I guess I didn't understand it in this movie. Yeah, I just there's, thought there's the, no way of explaining this, so it's like, uh, you you guys can go. Like, yeah, but so, no, 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 no. What they witnessed was the master and what went down with that. There was a killing involving something otherworldly. That I get, but that was the only only murder that scene. That's why I could see well, they're not going to write this up because they're not going to say, "Well, there was no. a vampire here." They found stuff down. in the trunk. They found. Remember, he was he was put into the position of being questioned or or on the other mind because of that girl that was survived of the two the two punk kids where they get the weed from, and then she says that he he was there, and then they he's driving down the street in the car. Remember. And he okay. either speeds or something and gets pulled over, opens up the trunk, and he's got his little kit in there. And then, of course, not, it all... Yeah, that's what it was, the kit. I was like, yeah. what was in that kit to cause him to get arrested? This is what I told him. I go, there's a book in there. I go, maybe because there's rope. So they thought that maybe the rope was used to It was to like how to kill up. Dracula. It was like a whole yeah, like how to kill vampire kit. Yeah. No, that's not enough to arrest somebody based on a, a, a vampire killing kit. So if a cop finds a vampire killing kit in my trunk, I'm going to jail? What sense does that make? No, they None. set that up completely because that girl said that she saw vampires and and her boyfriend was killed and he was there and that, that the, the minister yeah. was there. The cop came and saw him and said so gonna all that. He's like... Well, you just heard this story. Then this guy's zooming across town. He's already a, he's already been sort of questioned of having some weirdness and people being at the house and all this and the other thing. They open up his trunk and see a vampire killing kit. It's yeah. I I'd be like, okay, this That's is a little. To arrest somebody. He says you're going to just have to sit in the back of my car. I don't know if they arrest him. They just said we're well, going to need you to sit in the back of the car. So. They put the sirens on, and there's two cops, one in, both in the front seat of the car, and he's in the back behind the thing, and they're fucking giving him the business and yelling at him and, and hauling him in. And all of a sudden, I'm like, why would they arrest him? I didn't see any in special. Now, was that before or after they say that part at the end where how are we going to write this one up? That was before, right? Yeah. Yeah, before, because that's at the okay. very end. That, that's that, way before, I, yeah. I had no question with it. I thought they, I, again, I'm I just, not remembering every, uh, like, every scene transition and, and how everything blends together, but I remember it being totally fine 
that he would be questioned. And he's like, even he's like, ah, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's all hesitant about what, because he knows what's in the trunk and it's not going to look good. I thought there was a body. I thought that he was afraid that there was going to, that there was a body in the trunk. And if you open it, if you open up the, the trunk and open up the briefcase, I was like, what the fuck's in that briefcase? Body parts? I'm thinking to myself. Then he opens it up and all I see is, is a Dracula book and a rope and something else. And next thing you know, he's in a cop car. And I say to myself, how would, how does that constitute an arrest? It doesn't make sense to me because one person, because one fucking kid says, Oh, I was at this place and there was a vampire and this guy was there. Oh, well must be true. Let's arrest him. It just well, under the like suspicion of what's going on with people disappearing and dying. They think it's the Reverend who's just gone mad and is doing it. So that it's not like they're arresting him on all these charges. They're sort of bringing him in under suspicion. Based on the evidence they found, but of course well, maybe, it's like, oh, okay, maybe you're right. At the time, it just didn't make sense to me. The, no. All I know is the movie was going where it was. He has this Dracula killing kit and a rope and something else, and Dracula net, he's, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but he's a cop, but not a cop, but he's a priest, so he's supposed to believe in stuff like that. It's like an exorcism, uh, a packet. I don't know. I just, I just at the time I was like, that seems like an awful easy way to get arrested. They go, it's that easy to get arrested. In, just, in our movie, it's going to be you getting arrested because the cops discover a whole trunk full of toilet paper, empty toilet paper rolls. <laughs> hey, what are you doing with this many mud flaps? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just dumping them, officer. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, those are my only complaints. I enjoyed the movie. Enjoyed. I just had questions about some things that I was like scratching my head about, you know? Yeah. But I, I did like, dig it. I like the fact that, you know, it's a relationship film and, and the relationship obviously is still strained by, th- th- of course, that last scene. But even even as uh, Fessenden, even as, you know, the, the master is being destroyed, like she gets mad at him. She's like, why'd you do that? He's like, I'm ending this. He's like, it wasn't your decision. So like, yeah. he, True. he's being- He's being, I know, but he's being wrenched, even though he's... Of course, he's that's I, relationship. Yeah, he's, that's, to me, that was comical. I like that. Oh, I, I took it as she was conflicted still, and, like, she was still lured into... Yeah, she side. is. That, she's definitely still conflicted, and, you know, obviously, like, at the end, you know, are we going to continue to look for a cure because it didn't it didn't heal her? Like, you didn't completely understand the rules of it, like you said, like... Thought if you destroyed the master, like she'd be okay. At the right, end. right. That's what I thought. But I like I like the fact that the the rules weren't completely understood here, and the fact that we don't know what's going to happen. But I, I like that that sort of comical ending, with a little serious undertone. But that first half was way too serious. I liked it all. I liked it all start to finish, aside from the questions I had. But I mean, it was all. I did like it start to finish, but once the gore and the comedy came in, I was just like, oh, this is. I'm really enjoying this. Like, whereas the first half, I'm like. Where are they going with this? Is this abuse? Is he going to turn out to be a crazy priest like like every film? Because usually it's oh. a nutcase in every film or he's killed well, you, off. You knew something as soon as she went to that place where Robert Russler and, and the rats came out and then that, that cloaked thing. We had to rewind it a couple of times because she said it was a witch. She goes, I just saw shiny eyes. She goes, I think it was a witch. I'm like, no, I think it was a vampire because we have this. We have these two crates down here. Yeah. Is that a vampire? And then I had to go back and rewind it and everything else, and I paused it. And it was a real quick thing, and it made a noise like a bat. So I was like, I think it's a vampire. So anyway, we were talking about that for a bit, and then we, we watched that. But as soon as it went down there, then we knew that it's nothing to do with the priest anymore. He even says something when they're driving about, about her turning into a bat. I don't want you turning into a bat or something. And she's got just a look on her face. She just looks like like she's she still hates him. Like she still wants to cheat on him. 
I love the, the transition to her though. As soon as she made a switch, to, and, and you know we see her shopping in the, in, in there and yeah. how she changed her look and everything, I thought it was great. I'm glad she stayed that way. It was cool. Good performances by them because they're. I mean, they're in a lot of stuff, but it was nice right. to see. Uh, this was this was quality. And she was a producer on this too, Barbara Crampton. Yeah, I think they both uh, were. Cool to see. Yeah, it yeah. was. I mean, it was fun. I again, I went in blind too. I had no clue. I thought it was going to be a darker film. Kind of like the dark and the wicked because I I went in totally blind, and you get this setup and everything. I did not expect it to go the route it did. So again, half head, half head explosion overall. Yes, half head for me too. Yeah, right there, half head explosion. It's it's the year of the half head. So <laughs> pretty much must be the season of the half head. <laughs> it's all good. You don't know what's right. <laughs> Oh God! Cuddle wow. me, cuddle me. Yeah, yeah. There wow. we go. Let's go. Let's get into this motherfucker. <laughs> yes. Now I saw this movie and I suggested it because I because I enjoyed it so much. I saw this movie like three weeks ago and you guys hadn't and I was surprised B had because he sees everything and I was like, well. I slowed I down. I told you I slowed down just because I was I was reaching a point where I was I was ready to burn twenty twenty one down to the ground because <laughs> I was fucking hate. It and overall, it's not a great year, but let's see if this movie not changed yet. my mind. But we, we've got Spiral out oh, now, yeah, we've got yeah. a so, quiet so place, even... we got a ton of yeah, yeah, it's a lot of stuff coming out now. We're and we're just we're not even at the halfway mark yet. So, uh, Benny loves you. I think this was made in 2019, but 2021, written, directed, and starring this guy Carl Holt. Yeah, so a triple threat here. Jack, a man desperate to improve his life, throws away his beloved childhood plush, Benny. It's a movie that has it's a move that has disastrous consequences when Benny springs to life with deadly intentions. <laughs> man, <laughs> Benny is fucking adorable. I want a Benny. I, I want a Benny. I, 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 I'm right there with you guys, man. Holy shit. <laughs> He's just so fun. Like hey, this yes. movie is this movie's a blast. <laughs> And he does a great job with the writing, directing, and the acting. This is a movie I just saw, read recently, some reviews of people criticizing the acting in this film. And I'm like, are you fucked? What movie did you watch? This is exactly what you need from every character in this movie. And and it works perfectly. I don't know what they're talking about. Fantastic horror comedy where the acting is fantastic. I loved him as the lead actor. The female co-lead, I thought she was beautiful. Loved her. I thought she was great. Yeah, she's cool. And the yeah. opening of this, oh my yeah. god, I love that awesome. whole opening with the mother and the daughter. Yeah. Oh, dude, when what she when she bitch slaps her daughter, <laughs> yeah. and you see the spit fly out of her mouth like a Rocky movie, and then you see the handprint on there. I'm like, this is my kind of movie. Yeah. Oh my god. I, and the end result. I out loud. Oh yeah. yeah. The end oh, result. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, this is gonna be a treat. It and really it is. Was. From his bo- the the dog like the, when he has to watch his oh. boss's dog, poor <laughs> press. Dude, that is one hundred percent my kind of comedy to a t. Anytime something's happening that an- another person is witnessing somebody doing something that they're not really doing, but I always put myself in, into the you know the position of the other person that's fucking seeing this unfold in front of what's going on in their head, dude. <laughs> I pissed my. I watched this movie twice. I'm almost pissing my pants both times. I'm fucking applauding. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm bursting out laughing. I that is the, the funniest scene of the year for me. And I, and and again, 
Horror comedy, when it's done right, is great. It's not too goofy. There's maybe one goofy thing in here to me, but the rest of it to me, it's just done smart and they're believable characters. It's very it's very smart. It's very funny. I was laughing and chuckling oh. and had a smile on my face from start to finish. Right. And and the fact that um you know, our lead character, when Jack sort of, like, rationalizes, like, how to how to fix things, and Benny just still can't control himself and winds up killing anyway. <laughs> like, that's hilarious. He's like, all right, all right, I'm going to get my job back. He's got his job back. He's reasoned with his boss. and But he makes him say, I love being your bitch. And, of course, anytime Benny hears someone else use the word love in relation to Jack, he just fucking kills. And, uh, <laughs> well, oh, my God. About- what about the birthday setup? Like, it's great. That's comedy awesome. gold when he's like, finds out he's at home. And another one of my favorite callbacks to the fucking year for a joke. Cause it's made, it's mentioned at the birthday when he's like a 40 year old, he's like, I'm 36. And at yeah. the end, the cop or uh, the, the scene where he's like, yep. we, we got a 40 year old suspect. He's like, I'm 36. Or whatever like that. Yeah. The callback to that joke. I lost it. That's, that, that's my comedy. Yes. Like, yeah. Me like, too. Like, I love that stuff. Like it was like, a... <laughs> but the whole great. death sequence of at the beginning for oh, his birthday pa- sequence. His parents? Was... Oh. oh my God. When his parents died, that was so funny. <laughs> and he's, he's like, mom, say something. And she goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's got the toothpick hanging out of her face. <laughs> Dude, it this is... happens a lot of times in movies that I end up loving. This is a weird thing, but for some reason, the first like 10 to 15 minutes of a lot of these horror comedies, it seems like the most goofy stuff jumps in right off the bat. And like the first 15 minutes of the movie, while I did enjoy it, I thought the whole movie was going to be one gag like that start to finish. And I'm glad it wasn't. It goes into other stuff. But like, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but it always seems like movies start off. It's like they, they want to. I don't know. They want to start off on a certain foot, and and they they, they get they, the most goofy stuff is usually in the beginning, and then it either lasts that way the entire movie, or it steers in a different direction, and and then you know we'll revisit it now and then throughout the movie, and that's what this is. Like that movie Cooties has a real goofy beginning. Certain movies do this, and I'm like on the fence. I'm liking it, but I'm like, well, if it's gonna be 90 minutes of just this, it's not gonna be for me, and. That's what happened here. And then I loved it. When, when Benny, anytime Benny walks, the way he jumps, he's happy. Yeah. He's laughing. <laughs> I laugh. I, I, I enjoy seeing him. And I, I'm telling you, I almost cried at the fucking end of this movie yeah. because of my feelings. Even though Benny did some bad things, it's almost like the new Child's Play movie. When he didn't know he was doing bad things. He yeah. was operating yeah. with a heart like yeah. because he loved and latched onto him since, and then later on when they show how long he's been around, and the one scene when he, he looks like it's he's gonna fool him to kill him, and they're do to me, and I know it might be silly to other people, but it was it was tugging on my heartstrings. I, I was, was into it. It was. Yeah. And I love the fact that they didn't have Benny be able to change his expressions. They didn't have him be able to change right. the things he says. And the way yeah. he moves is absolutely hilarious. Amazing. Absolutely. It's like an Elmo <laughs> cookie monster coming at you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like a combination. Well, it's more Elmo, but then, like, it just is like cuddles or like cuddle and just, me, cuddle me, yeah, cuddle, me. You, cuddle me, cuddle me, cuddle me, cuddle me. <laughs> Amazing. And the best of all is he only does it like three or four times, but they're always the perfect situation. He goes, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I 
love it. I fucking love it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even when they show him sitting on the couch watching horror movies with Jack and he's yeah. been scared? behind the pillow yeah, shaking. He's scared. <laughs> I love him. He's scared. Right. Like, I, I was... Sh- I'm, I'm actually shocked. I f- kind of thought Brandon may have enjoyed it. I didn't know what to expect from you, Dave, because... Again, because I wasn't sure if it was going to be too goofy for you or whatnot. Yeah. So this is awesome to hear because, yeah, this has been the surprise for me. Again, Jason Smith and possibly even Heather recommended it. I thought I think it was two people, but Jason mentioned it. He watched it about a month or so ago, I think. And I remember him saying, hey, just watch this. I think you'd love it. And I'm like, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. And I, f- I said I still had to watch uh, Wally's uh, Wonderland or whatever that was. And Willies. this and Willie's Wonderland. And I watched this, loved it. And I said, I got to watch Willie's Wonderland now. Watched it and went, wow, that's exactly how you don't do a movie. Like, I was like, so five out of 10 on that movie, like right in the middle. Like, I didn't find it fun, really. And as soon as it got fun, I just like, okay, Nicholas Cage's not saying a word to the whole thing. Is that, f- I don't know. I, I just don't know, but I, I'm comparing it because there seems to be this little resurgence if you will i know there's only been three films but with the banana splits movie willie's wonderland and i'll even group this in that because it's kind of like these these goofy characters that kind of come to life but this is the one that does it right yes <laughs> it really does it, it, man and it is even more the, child's play than than it is uh that it is willie's wonderland but but child's play does play it more for scares uh, yeah. trying to get a laugh here and there and this one knows it's goofy and that's why it's just more enjoyable i don't know if it's necessarily scary but it's just well no nah, this done. is not scary this is not scary <laughs> the but kills it, are good the kills are really oh, good that's ridiculously if you gory. Be happy if you're gonna have comedy in your movie at least when it comes time for the for the for the horror aspects and they do it they have scary setups a couple times even in the beginning with the kid anytime you see the smoke coming out of a box at all in any scene yeah. in this movie it happens like three times one with the girl and her little talky Tina situation the thing with Benny and the thing in the very beginning when you see that the ambiance the music they play the lighting mm-hmm. it's like a horror movie and when you see the kills they are horror kills Dude, that is the difference between this and Psycho Gorman yeah and I don't, the only character, there's one part where I thought it was a little goofy when the girl comes in and you think that she's going to blow him off because she finds things out. And then she helps him clean up the dog after all that scene. She takes the blood off the ground and wipes it on his face. <laughs> yeah. his no woman would ever do that. His facial expression when she wipes right. the blood on him, though, is hilarious. <laughs> and it, but it still <laughs> somehow works. And it's okay. Like, that character is quirky. And they ironed a screwed up shit that, but it isn't like the character of the lead girl in Psycho Gorman. Nobody acts like that. It's too over the top. Where this, it's just a little bit goofy, but you roll with it. To me, that's the difference. I hope well, I can, people know what I'm saying when I'm comparing those two movies, the difference in yeah. these two movies. There are goofy parts in this film. Like, okay, if you kill you gonna kill a cat and I'm gonna laugh. That never happened. Maybe because you see the cat for a millisecond and it's obviously a doll. And the thing with the dog, everything about it is fucking hysterical. The way it's killed, the, the, him being hunted down and the, with the axe being thrown in the air, and when it hits it, and then everything that happens after with the girl, like him putting it together with a puzzle piece, almost like putting the eye back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it died of old age. He's was it precious? What was the dog's name? Precious. 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 <laughs> so fucking funny. 
death scene with that dog, with her and the girl, with him and the girl and the dog, and he takes it and he fucked what he does with the dog, and then at the end, <laughs> through the window and the windshield, dude. I'm telling you, that is 100% my kind of humor. I fucking was dying at that. What about when that girl home? Oh, the from, babe? Yeah, and then start screaming. Oh, yeah, she's yeah. screaming. Center, and then, and then uh, just, and she's screaming, though, not because of the doll, but because he has all the, like, like uh, it's a room oh, set up from, like, a guy that looks like he lives with his parents, which then she finds out she lives with his parents, and she's screaming, babes. And then she comes back to look at the house. Did you see the post-credit sequence? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what a dark note to finish. Like, it was literally, like, just, like, it was, well, like, that's crazy. hilarious. Like, not yeah. even to make an attempt to get out of that. Yeah. Like, yeah. the fact that it's a rotten still... skeleton at this point, like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so ridiculous and so funny. And all the things he left written for her, Birdie yes, Ditch, he, he mixed up the D and the B instead of Dirty Bitch, yeah. he wrote Birdie Ditch. And when every time the cops show up, the cops were fantastic because it's so funny. Like, he does such a half-assed job of covering it up, and they're talking about the art exploding through the canvas onto the walls (laughs) with the blood. And and not to mention the fact that there's 8,000 flies in the house. So there's clearly... (laughs) I just... I I loved everything in this film. No biscuits. (laughs) No biscuits. Oh, yeah, he kept closing the door, and the head's off. The head, Yeah. So good. You care about the character. You see what's happening at work and with his parents, and he's he's a likable lead, uh, uh, Jack. You know what I mean? It's just you. You know he's and the way they do all these tributes throughout the movie from stuff from the eighties is great. They do perfect designs without ripping anybody off, like the Close Encounters type thing, Mm -hmm. and. You know, later on when he has the thing, the design. Actually, this one thing looks like goosebumps, which isn't from the '80s. But everything they do with the scare bears looking like the friggin' garbage pail kids, and yep. everything they do is like a spot-on knockoff. It's I don't know. There's so much good stuff that going on. That talking Tina story where, where Dawn was talking about the backs. I was like, that's identical. Like it killed 100%. the fuck. That even yeah. when they're even when they're going through the book, setting up the booby traps, it's uh, it's like Nightmare on Elm Street. Correct. Yeah, it was just it was it was fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. He was, the guy was also the cinematographer in this movie and the editor, Carl Holt. So this is like literally his, like he had done a short film and he also did, uh, I guess he was part of an anthology that was made the year after in 2020, the pandemic anthology. Uh, but the fact he was like pretty much a one person army on this movie, writer, <laughs> director, actor, cinematographer, editor, like all the main the components of the, of the fucking of the film. Yeah, this guy's talented, man. I can't wait. I almost wanted to see what what his short was in the or what yeah. his segment of the pandemic anthology is because um, if this is any indication, man, I'm I'm looking forward to everything else he has to do. When the cops are telling him, you just got to match the heads with the bodies to put his teddies back, <laughs> <laughs> and he starts screaming because it's poor cheeky. <laughs> Cheeky got oh yeah, I felt bad at that second. Yeah, it was like it was like, cool. his sock, like his sock monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and Benny puts the knife through it. Yeah. See, Benny does everything right. He, he seriously does. He's just, I don't know. <laughs> We're not supposed to like him. I, I don't you know see, who you are. You see, I just you see Benny it. hiding behind the sheets, behind the laundry, out in the yard, very much like uh, like you'd see Michael, Michael. behind. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> great, great homages to, to other Dude. horror films. Yeah. They do it right. The kills are right. Like I said, when the horror has to be there, it is. And, and it has a comedy, yeah, it and it has a horror scene that I always love seeing in a film, which is just like a, a mass murder scene where Benny's locked in the room and him <laughs> and uh, Dawn and 
Richard. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Richard. Yeah. Like, you're not even French. <laughs> right. And his robots? AIDS. How about that? <laughs> Everything in the third act when they start saying AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> Oh, but they, they that's the comedy of it. They 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 Ooh. they're escaping from Benny and they lock everyone else in there. They lock like thirty people in there to be slaughtered by Benny. <laughs> that was good. Uh, yeah. So good. Yeah, it really was. What a good time. And just everything that Benny says, I don't know, he's just you feel for him, but you can't help I don't know. It's just it's an unusual film. Another one. It's, it's, it, a, it's a fun movie. I again yeah. if you want straight up horror. You're going to be disappointed. That's that. That would be the, the the type of person. But I think if you look at the cover of this film, you know what you're getting yourself into. I I really yeah. do. Like I mean, if you look at it in that way, then this should be a treat. It just really should. And it has heart. Yeah. <laughs> when when he brings the boss to, to to him as a gift, and he's got that big pink bow on his head. I don't know. Oh, like, how did Benny get him, though? Like, just thinking about it is just funny. <laughs> right? How did he even set up the party? You know, imagine, like, yeah. he comes home and he's got he's got the balloons that are upside down. He's got yeah, the cake. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. It, that's what I'm saying. It's touching. When he comes home and he's, he wants to be mad at Benny, but Benny set up this whole little birthday party for him. You know, yeah, so and, the, and then that ending when when you know Jack's gonna go down for all this, and then he says, and he says Jack loves you, and then Benny like gets oh. away and and he gordons himself. <laughs> he's yeah. basically he's he's uh <laughs> he's sacrificing himself for Jack. He gets the stuffy shot out of him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was funny, but at the time I didn't. I, I was like so like saying, oh. I didn't. I didn't want Benny to get blasted. So I'm like, oh man, please don't want this happen. Please don't want this happen. And I'm watching. I'm oh, don't go this direction. Then at the end, when they're both lying there on the ground, and and Benny says the last words he says in the movie, and and the way it cuts off. I don't know. It's just fucking. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but I, I felt the heart of this movie fucking got me. It was it was crazy. I'm like, man, this poor guy. He lost his parents and. He just—he's like me. He's like the, that text said about me. He's a man child, you know. He, he's like a lot of us. He's holding on to all this shit in his room. He go into his bedroom in the beginning when that girl's turned off, and it's all fucking—it's <laughs> like a collector. It's like a horror fan, yeah, a guy that's geeking that's out on this shit, you know. Yeah. He didn't even realize, yelled, but when he woke up, wasn't he cuddling the head like the first guy who <laughs> yeah, killed? He was. He was cuddling the guy's head because he <laughs> <laughs> he's so used to sleeping with a yeah. teddy as an adult. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what a great movie! Oh, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even catch that. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Just, oh man, this this is one that's going in the collection. Like I'm like, and I gotta was, buy this movie. And it was again the ending that we were talking about before. Like the cops have no clue. It's like okay, you guys could just leave. And that makes yeah. sense. And it we, have, yes. we don't know how we would explain this. That's great, man. Even oh, when he buries wow. him, he buries him too. <laughs> with the carry scene, with the hand coming up to the grave. Oh, that was they great. Got, that was great too, but also like, where do you get a tiny coffin? When you see him nailing the coffin shut, it's like it fits Benny perfectly. Like the comedy is just like, oh. Oh. and the fight scenes in the third act between between oh. Benny and the robots and oh, all that shit. When Benny's when Benny's arming up and he's you know putting his ninja stars in, he gets his mask on. 
fantastic. He's jumping. He jumps over. The guy runs. And they do a slow motion. Almost like a Matrix thing. They're doing yeah. a slow motion shit. It's Love great. It. And then he even mocks him at the one point. When he gives one of those, oh, wow, that's like a mocking one. It's like the thing's coming after me. He does like a spin. He goes, oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, I want my fucking text to say that. Oh, wow. I love it. <laughs> the greatest fucking thing cut on uh, me oh you fucking great i don't know it's so i got so much enjoyment out, just out of the benny character it's the cutest fucking thing i love yeah, it i want a benny they better be working on making bennies because i want, I a, want benny. a benny <laughs> i do i want a benny my birthday's coming up i want a fucking benny <laughs> how about when he scares himself in the mirror he's doing all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and he sees himself in the mirror ah! <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm uh, so happy we all liked because when I when I recommended we do it, because I don't even know how it happened, I said, we should watch Benny Loves You. I think I told you guys after I saw it, I go, I watched a good movie last night, Benny Loves You. I enjoy it. I think I told you guys like two or three weeks ago. And then when we were trying to figure out what to do, let's do two new movies. And then I said, okay, I'm going to recommend this one. I really liked it. And I'm thinking, man, I hope that these guys don't think it's stupid or something or they don't understand. I don't know. I was, I w- I was actually looking forward to seeing this. But like I said, it's yeah. going to be... It's going to be a tough one. If you want your horror straight, unlike Brandon, then it's going to be, you're not, it's not going to be up your alley at all. But I mean, if you thought, like I liked, I was the one that liked Psycho Gorman out of the three of us. And I think this blows that one away. Wow. Wow. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. I didn't know if you were going to put in that type of category. Wow. Oh, Oh, yeah, no, this is my favorite of the year. Wow. I'll say it right now. Yeah. This is yeah, this is right up there as one of the best films I've seen this year. Absolutely. Full full head explosion. Easy. Yeah, full head explosion for me too. And it's fun. It's just it's fun. I mean, yeah, I get it. Not a straight straight away horror film uh and, and whatnot, but yeah, but from an enjoyment standpoint, the best. This film has so much free watchability. You could just tell because there's so much funny dialogue and funny things going on. That it, you honestly like, I wanted to write so many things down of, of what they're saying, and, and but I couldn't because I would have been pausing every two seconds to literally just write the script down because I thought everything they were saying and doing was funny. Even like in in the flashback when you see the mother give him give Benny to him and and, and he's seeing the demons in the hallway as a kid. That's good. Yeah, and, and he's like, "Will he protect me from from the de- from the demons in the hallway?" She's like, "Oh, apart from those." Yeah. Just, just like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Just the delivery of that. Like, I'm like, everything in this movie was funny and just made me laugh or smile. So. It was really good. I don't think it's on the level of like with, with the with the dialogue of something like what we do in the shadows or anything like that. But I did really enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. It. I guess I. I guess I would say it's a full head explosion. Yeah. I think it's great. I just, you know, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. for sure. Man, fucking Benny. <laughs> I'm just yeah. glad you guys love it. You guys might, might like it more than I do. I don't even know. I just, uh, I'm really glad to uh, to hear that, because I wasn't sure. Because I know, like, I don't know, my sense of humor, I feel, is different than most people. Like, that dog scene to me is fucking gold. To oh, me, I didn't know if that was going to translate. You know, everything. Get away oh. from her, you bitch. And everything, the, the washing machine. <laughs> Everything that happened in that scene is fucking gold to me. I didn't know if that's everyone's sense of humor or not, but it just, oh man, get away. That fucking scene. Why did his boss look like the guy, the guy with the bow and everything like that? 
it looked like the uh, the dad from Black Christmas seventy four. Obviously, it's not because <laughs> it's. Oh like, wow, you're right. That's, that's like the how, like how I look at him when I when I picture him. I think of the dad from that comes to pick up his dead daughter. <laughs> wow, you're. I never thought about it. now that you mentioned it. Yeah, give me a smile. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Oh. And other one character's obsessed with Prince. That's fucking great. I know a few people like that. <laughs> And he keeps going on and on and on. I bet, I bet the director himself is a big Prince fan. That's why he does a good. Oh, he did. He starts talks about all the movies he made and this, and then he directed and he wrote music for other people. And he, and he keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking great. And he comes out dressed out, dressed as Prince at that one point. <laughs> That's fucking great, man. Oh man. But everything going on with the Prince. office politics. There's so much going on in this guy's life, and then. This guy comes back into it, Benny, and then, and it's cool that how at the end, no, they don't have to explain anything. All we know is that this is something that can happen. It happens with this girl's Tina doll, whatever her name is. I'm going to call it Tina because it's a 100% talky Tina thing. But I mean, it happens with her Tina doll. It happens obviously with Benny. Happens with the kid in the beginning. Happens with the robot that comes back later that he says yeah. is so lost here. You know, that thing, and he comes out when he does. It's, it's really, and wait, wow, that kill with the fucking. With the vacuum in the in the intestines and all that, oh, oh it, it's so good. Yeah, there's good kills in this movie. On top of it, yeah, well, lots of fun. Just, just that the I not to go back into it because I know we gave a reason for, but just the the fact of uh, the doll coming back gives him all the inspiration to excel at his job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool to see the you know this type because you relate to the character, and it's kind of hard not to like Benny. That's all. Like I guess maybe if someone didn't like the movie. They might just hate hate Benny, I guess, and say, "Oh, this is stupid." I can maybe see somebody saying that. None of us, but I mean, I understand it. Sense of humor. They is want very they want their killer stif- dolls scary. They want their killer killer dolls to be like Chucky, where this is more like Sesame Street come to life. But, but it's done right. Like I don't like oh, when Chucky is cracking wise. I don't like it. I don't like that. The, I don't like the horror comedy that the comedy I, I, when, when Chucky to me becomes Bugs Bunny in part three and on until they reset him again when Curse comes around. Yeah. I don't like that Chucky. Because Yet Chucky's I, scary, so he should stay scary and mean. Right. Benny isn't ben, scary. Benny, no, he's not scary. That's, he's funny. He's hilarious. Right. That, that's why it works because the character, <laughs> it, it, it works. I don't know. It, sense of humor is something that's, it's just so weird about taste, how it can define. Like some people, yeah. like you you thought maybe I wouldn't like this movie. But I, I try to explain a, the different type of goofiness. Like, I don't want to see redneck zombies. And I don't want to see the type of stuff that happens in Psycho Gorman and stuff like that. It's, it's too much for me. Where, I don't know, where in this movie, it, it's just right. It's so yeah. odd. Yeah, I just, I can't, I wish I could explain it, but but I, I can't. Just, some things land and some don't. I'm just glad you guys love the movie, because I was a lot uh, fucking, fucking loved it. Right, right there towards the top of my list so far of all the all the 2021 watches without a doubt for sure <laughs> cuddle me <laughs> oh, he's great he is great his mouth's always open and the way he bounces <laughs> <laughs> the way he bounces it's just man yes. the, the way they decided to move him and the expression yeah. on his face everything was perfect perfect <laughs> Oh. I've got uh, two things off topic to to talk about just quickly. I just want to say I think I last episode I was shitting on the CED groups because I kept thinking of getting shafted, and I have to re- retract the statement because they came through in spades. I decided the problem was me, 
And instead of trying to vie for any time that they would randomly come out with the option of having a Friday the 13th CD available, I just put a, a post out and said, hey, guys, I am searching for this. Never seem to have any luck. eBay seems astronomical in pricing. Can anybody help? And they were on it almost immediately. Rebecca reached out on them uh, almost immediately and said, hey, I can get those for you. This is Friday the 13th part one through, I want one through five other than three because I had three already on this. And I said, Rebecca, hook me up. She goes, I'm going to be busy because she's doing whatever movies and whatever. So then another guy posted and linked a guy in Canada. The guy who was like 45 minutes away from me says I got part one through four. Wow, that must be all the way on the other side of Canada, right? Yeah, it was in Oshawa. It was in Oshawa. Yeah. Yeah. So then anyway, he's like, I I have the ones you're looking for. Well, I really wanted one, two, four, and five, but he had one, two, three, four. So I said, I didn't even say anything. I'll take all four because he was going to give them to me for 10 bucks each. 10 bucks each. Oh, wow. Shipped. It was 50. (laughs) He charged me. He gave me, so shipped 10 bucks for all four of them. So I took all four. I said, I'm not even going to take the other one out because Dave, you said that you would like that kind of put them as yeah. a part of the collection you've got the first one so now i got you a part three as i mentioned to you in text and i got the four absolutely nothing thank you yeah, yeah you're very welcome you've got <laughs> you, you, know, you got our Steve, love yeah. i got something if you want check <laughs> this out i went to a store the other day i was doing i'm on this new uh route at work and, and, and it reads all these stores <laughs> in the city what's that I said it's a mud flap, and I heard Christian giggling oh, in the back. <laughs> well, listen, I go into the store. It's like an old toy store, old collectibles. Like, they had all these old comics in there and old wrestling shit and toys and all this. Of course, everything's fucking astronomical. So, I, I mean, they had, like the, the, they had these new Masters of the Universe ones that looked exactly like the old ones, like Man-at-Arms and fucking He-Man. But the thing is, they want $30. I'm like, no. Why would I spend fucking – that's like an eBay thing I would buy. So, no, but this was a big store and all these things. So, I'm just walking around. I, I killed, like, five minutes. And I'm about to walk out of it. And right – out of the corner of my eye, I see a fucking stack of CEDs. They had no VHS in this place at all. So I'm like, I didn't even think about that. But I saw this big stack of CEDs. I'm like, holy fuck. Maybe there's a Friday the 13th in there. So I go and I look, and they had like 30 of them. And they had nothing horror. I thought They had one for Popeye, which I thought, but I'm like, I'm not going to display a Popeye. Friday the 13th is my love. I love Popeye, yeah. but not to see. But one of the movies that was in there, and I, it made me think of you, B. I don't know if you're a fan of this movie. But and I haven't thought about this movie in years, but it was Holy Moses. Do you remember this movie? Holy Moses. Yeah. I don't even know it. I don't know what you're talking. And about. Holy is spelled. And this is why all these years <laughs> I, I haven't thought I of this it. movie because it was spelled W H O. I I was H O L Y. Yeah, it was like a Dudley Moore comedy from the fucking '80s, and I thought it was I thought it was a Mel Brooks movie, but it's not. I do yeah. love Dudley Moore. I just don't know this movie for some reason my parents used to watch this movie all the fuck it's a biblical fucking spoof fucking comedy movie from from the 80s and uh it was there i'm like man should i get that my parents used to love the fuck out it was so rare to see a ced of this movie that i haven't thought about in fucking 30 years holy moses i was like wow anyway for some reason i thought of you i thought it'd be like your kind of comedy that's why it was i'm gonna watch it now Oh, this guy has a ton more horror horror movies. I just didn't. I'm not collecting CDs. Like the, the CD what? group are like VHS collectors in a good in a better way though. I'll say because they actually watch 
the media too. I'm the odd man out. I'm going in like Dave did in the VHS group. I want it to collect. I don't have a player. I don't even, and people are trying to tell me to get a player. They said, you'll get addicted. I go, I don't need to get addicted to anything else. I just wanted to display the Friday the 13th ones. I'm just going in for Friday the 13th. So I stated my intentions and it seems to have been received okay. Uh, And it, it just seems like, you know, no one was trying to rip anybody off as they do on eBay. 50 bucks right. to get it one ship, 50 to 60 bucks to get one of them shipped by the time I put in the conversion rate and the shipping to get to me and a possible import fees. I mean, for and one, again, movie, you know, got, they're, they're fishing. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, they're not even going to get that. Maybe one guy out of a thousand that looks is that desperate to do it, but they put it out there and they hope that it's like the guy that I got the Fang Orias from. He's like, well, I'm thinking about listing them here. And I'm like, listen, you're not going to get that. I go, I understand the lure of trying to fucking get mad money from some desperate collectors, but most of the time you're not going to go to completed listings. So this bastard that's holding on to a movie and wants to sell for $50 is going to list this same movie a hundred times over. And get charged fucking the listing fees. They'll get like one free listing a month. But I mean, every time they do it, they could you could just get the money now and have it instead of being so tight on your laurels that I'm going to hold on to this until some asshole gives me $50. It doesn't make sense to me. You know what I mean? Just yeah. don't be so, get the money now. And like, that's what this guy's doing with you. Well, he he was trying to get, like I mean, he said he had Halloween 2, 3, Psycho 2. Uh-huh. He had a ton of them. And I'm, I'm like- Halloween two. It did look pretty darn good. I'm like, uh, yeah. I was almost, I almost, I almost I tried to get Halloween two and three from them, but I'm like, I'm not going to get into this. I'm not going to get into a whole other realm. I'm sticking to my guns. I've, I've got a few more, a few more additions to the Friday the 13th DVD collection. And now the CDs will be almost complete. I'll need part five, which seems to be the hardest to find. Again, it's C- fun. When it, it fun. Yeah. That's yeah. the, the hardest one. So I told Rebecca, I'm like, well, if you come across another five, because she just got five to complete her collection. Dude, I'm done. I'm done collecting. I've, I've, and I've been real good about it this past month. I, I put my foot down. I said, that's it. I said, I'm, I, I, I'm now obsessed with the only thing I want to collect is money. Uh, I'm more obsessed with looking at my, seriously. The only I'm more obsessed with now looking at my bank account and seeing it grow than seeing what I'm going to buy that day and filling it up. Because I've done so much collecting since I bought my new house and came out of that fucking, you know, years of the financial woe that I had to go through to get where I'm at now. And now I'm here and I had a lot of fun, spent more than I should have the last couple of years. But I mean, it's like my wife said, you deserve this. All the shit we went through, treat yourself a little bit. You know, and she knows I'm not going to, you know, do something crazy. But the money I spent on VHS and everything else and the posters and shit that's down here and Blu-rays the last two years, I, I got to the point, I'm like, well... Uh, you're just collecting for the sake of collect, which is fine. And it's just a hobby that keeps you busy. But I reached the point, I'm like, you know what? I'm really happy with everything I have now. And I'm done. I'm not going to, I'm just going to collect money. That, that That's my new obsession. Collect what I can. I'm, I'm happy with what I have. I collect dust. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's free. Collecting dust costs you nothing, right? <laughs> Uh, that was it i just wanted to do shut up because i i i came down and I was like, i'm getting out of all those groups and even the woman i didn't even ask for this the woman that i was sort of upset with i didn't vo- vocalize this but the one that i told the story about last episode she yeah, reached she out to off. me in messenger she reached out to me in messenger said i am so sorry this went to my spam i just saw this now and she responded so i'm like hey no oh. worries thank you and everything else. So I've like again. I've, I not that they're going to so hear you're a real prick, in other words. No, I felt like did you a, tell like, her well, that you were going to PM her? Did you put a thing in, in the thread oh. saying PM'd or no? 
See, look, I here? don't believe I did, which is the problem. Well, that's, so oh, that's the yeah. code. So I, it, again, it, it's on me. It's on me. Okay. I think I maybe I did. I can't remember 100, but I, I take responsibility for it. And again, I admit when I'm wrong, and I was wrong. Wouldn't it be? But this wouldn't it be on her? Wouldn't it be on her if you let her pee, if she wanted you to pee on her? <laughs> wow, wowzers! That's it. That's how we wrap it up. Boom, dead. So long. <laughs> bye bye. So long. Farewell. Um. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> We should get out though. Anyway, we, we definitely should yep. get out. Get out. Next show will be the. Uh, it, it was it was requested. It was requested in the past on the group page. We put things up there and collector and the collection. Looking and forward to revisiting these with a special guest, unless things change. Yeah. But that's how we're looking. So looking forward to seeing this again too. Both of them. Levi, Levi Etheridge. <laughs> Levi Etheridge. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so. Bye, all right. everyone. Yeah, goodbye. Oh, yeah. We're all going to get laid. Oh, yeah.